Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, April 30th. We made it. And you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 393. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me today, Kato. What's up? What's up? I hear you. I hear you like 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 swishing a drink around. Clink. (laughs) Time for some nice ice water to kick off the last day of the month. Uh, Yeah. Water. Sure. That's what that is. (laughs) That's right. That's real Rob Zagney energy. (laughs) Making a mixed drink. (laughs) It's just ice coffee. I think the mixed drink is ice coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Putting some coffee in some ice. Doesn't matter what time of year it is. I'm having iced coffee. I love iced coffee. That's fair. Also joining us, Patrick Klepek. You, Sitting Patrick? here reading the Steam page for Lumberjack's Dynasty. Lumberjack's Dynasty is a mix of forestry, logging, business, and life simulation with role-playing elements. You start Ooh. as a mm. uh, at a rundown logging camp, which you slowly take over from your aunt and uncle as you restore it to its former glory. Mm. Along with cutting timber and hauling it to the mill for further production, you will enjoy various quests that will help you improve not only your business, but your character skills. And then I've been re- reading, uh, this Cameron Kunzelman tweeted this out, uh, and he's like trying to convince himself to pay the 20 bucks to, he to buy it. 20 then, bucks. Someone needs uh, to. <laughs> sitting here reading the reviews, this one, uh, <laughs> this game is far from ready uh, to release from early access. It's a ton of bugs and seems like they stopped developing it halfway to being finished. Prices listed in the games are wrong. Jumping trees have knocked me miles in the air and permanently disabled my equipment. They use the same NPC several times. You make more money doing everything other than logging. <laughs> it is a very repetitive grind. That's very uh, good. I'm going to download uh, Lumberjack's Dynasty because it does not cost me twenty dollars right. to do so. <laughs> and maybe I'll report back. You got to explore explore what what it what it means to be a lumberjack. Uh, well, I don't have anything nearly as exciting going on as as all that. Uh, nearly, nearly. No, flower. We need a a, a flower flower update. update. Oh, in near. Uh, well, if I could just uh, let me just do this real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, Austin is uh, turning his webcam. To his, <laughs> I didn't see. realize that's just in front of you. Even. That's very close to you wow. at all times. Well, yeah, my my living situation stupid. Uh, there's only <laughs> I, you can only see one flower here. I th- I feel. Yeah, I see. Like, uh, there you go. You can couple, see. You yeah. can see more here. Uh, I can't really give you a flower update. I can, but it's like. But what choice did you make? So we we left off with I, I you. I need to like give you like a. I need to give Uh-oh. like a. Sorry, um, moving back to where it was. Uh, I need to. It's complicated, Patrick. Oh my God. <laughs> it's complicated. Hold on. Before you explain what's complicated, let's like 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 previously yeah. on. Previously we, on uh, we left adventure. you. Yeah. We left you with uh, I, you could just go turn in these seeds that were going to produce. That was the hope. The hope was I would get enough seeds. The mm-hmm. question was, would I get? Would you get ten? Would, would you I get eleven? Or nine? Could you say right? Would right. you? Get? And if I could get eleven, what eleven was going to open up for me? 
was the possibility of chasing the lunar tear, which is a right, white right. flower that's narratively important for in the world of of near uh, uh, replicants, but also to Kanye specifically. To Kanye, to, to Kanye to, to specifically, and also to I said Yona, Kanye, and I was like, "What?" To Ka- yeah, to Kanye specifically. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if he, if he, you know, watch, he's gonna drop an album called Lunar Tears. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh huh. That's the new track on the Rick Ross album that he's on. Uh, the the. So it's important narratively. There's an achievement for making one. It's very hard to make one. It's like a two percent chance that it clicks or something like that. Um, if you if you plant the right flowers next to each other, and those flowers also have a rare chance of being grown. Um, and also, there doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't. There's no quest. There's no dialogue around it, as far as I know. Which is which is if you get into the near fandom, you learn that the one of the ways in which the fandom separates good content from bad content is mm-hmm. does your party talk about it when it happens which i understand because <laughs> the party in this game rules and it is a reward to hear like grimoire vice and and emil and uh kind of like talk to each other about a thing and well, like, also that's like a better a reward bit. than just like here's sixty thousand gold that yeah, i don't I, care. also people uh explaining to me that uh frequently like frequently the argument to do a side quest is oh You'll get gold. And then what I've heard from other people, um, it, well, because you want to get gold in order to buy all the I, weapons yes, so you can right, get the, yes. the final. But I have but, so but much I've, money, Patrick. But, that's what I've, but also what I've heard from multiple people is like, actually, the objects that you collect and then turn in, if you were to sell them, would net you, you more, money more money than actually yes, completing the quest. 100%. 100%. 100, 100, 100%. Like, <laughs> undoubtedly. Uh, which, again, is just like... What what is being done? What are you doing? What are you? What is supposed mm-hmm. to? What am I supposed to take away from that, Yoko Taro? Um, My takeaway so, was that it's like an old game that he constantly says we had no money to make and had, they had oh, to like frequently budget I, around. I mean, I think a lot about the fact that you you unlock extra endings via collecting all the weapons is how you is is the thing you need to get ending C and D and. That's not really I mean like there's a basically there's a when you get ending B it goes like if you collect all the weapons you might get a chance to do a thing. <laughs> it's like and it's, it's extremely nothing PS2. profound. It's not like a, no, a, no, a no. character comes from the sky Correct. and says It's not it's not diegetic. It's not like if only I had all the weapons I could do this. <laughs> I could like, be more no. powerful. It's not that but like, it's almost like uh, there's lots of stuff that's formally true about this game that is not narratively true. Which we'll get into mm. if we get to do a spoiler cast. We know we we are going to do. Okay, we are, we're, we're working our way. We're working on cast. it. Uh, and, and I and I and I and we'll tackle all that stuff. But like the the so like the weapons thing is interesting. It's like why is it tied to it? And part of it you could do the reading about like yes, it's about it's about having all that power or about like what that what that means. Blah blah blah. blah. But really, it's a holdover from the way PS2 games worked all the time. Like this is like <laughs> Drakengard does this because to unlock weapons was a difficult thing and you wanted to reward players. And this whole era of games did this shit. This is why like you played Tekken for the endings if you were someone who like played single player Tekken. Hell yeah, that's yeah. And, right. Exactly, right? And so like collectible endings was a thing at this point in time in a way. Uh and and you know, uh, uh Yoko just ran with it in this way. Um uh which is interesting. Also you have to like uh, fill a space. Like it's it's a bit it's a big area if you were yes. you know uh Yes. That's it. I think like if you were to like like take if you could like take all those extra dialogue bits, somehow just sprinkle them into the main narrative. The game's already like 
It's not short. Like it's not if you, short. If you, just, if you just mainline the, the like the a the, the route a story I, like the beginning end, you're still looking at a you know 13 to 15 hour game. You do the stuff on top of that. You're, you're and that's not to, like, doing yes. Yeah, it's not counting side quests even. Right? It's not counting the good side quests. Let's say right. If right. you do the good side quests, that extends out to 25 hours or something. Um, which like does make me think. I mean, there, I have so many thoughts about this game. So I've beaten this game at this point. Like fully, fully, fully. So you did. So you just wait. So you. I, so, I like. So hold on. Hold on. Hold. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let, can yes. I? Can I guess what happened? Patrick, here? I cannot answer this question to the degree that I want to without giving spoiler warnings. <laughs> hmm. Like truly cannot. And and also, I have. There was a meaningful journey here, but like it would require us to spoil. There are there are ways to tell the story, and there are ways to tell the story, and I don't know mm. if we should just wait to tell my gardening story. I think we should wait. Okay, All until right. I can tell you, until I can take you on the journey. I can I could take you a part of the journey, but it would require me to spoil ending D, which I know you're working towards. No, no. So no, let's no. wait. I, yeah. Until you're you in get, route spoiler, and we'll I'm, just we'll I'm save that for. There, there is stuff that I can talk about. There is like a, 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 some stuff that I think is like. Interesting about this game that we can still talk about. You finished Route A, which is the first route. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, so you don't, have, talk you don't about have a choice on at. like how the, the 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 main like the game ends the first time. There's just a beginning, right. a middle, and an end, and then um, you know it, it opens up. It's like interesting how transparent about it is. Just like <laughs> you you finish it, and then it like gives you a chance to save, and like there's just a stamp that goes under saves like. A like yep. done. Um, I forget how that's communicated in autumn. I think that's the same. Is that I think also the same that, way because I remember being I remember being frustrated that when you get endings C and D in that you can you're loading a previous save and making a different choice. I want to say in mm. order to go down C as opposed or to D. just like it's stacking and like checkboxing a single. Yeah, uh, and so I remember save. getting like A B D or something like that and being like. <laughs> Well, that's that would a, be a thing that really bugs you. I, that, I know. Oh, that, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. I am who I am. Anyway, so you finished out A, which I, is I finished, I, uh, an arc uh, of the game. I, yeah, and I, yeah. you know, I think I've, like, the, the, uh, one of the uh, spoilers. We should, again, I, say spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to know anything mild about, about the game, I, I feel like at this point, though, if we're, if we're touching on Nier, we're, we're like, dancing around, yes. you know, we're being respectful of people who are playing it, you know, alongside um, you know, the time that we're spending with it. But yeah, if you don't want to know anything, go, you know, sk- skip ahead to Pokemon Snap. Um, but uh, yeah, so I finished, I finished that. Um, like really sad, like really like mostly satisfying. Like I could see like finishing that and being like, I mean, I want to play more, but like it, t- like in, in its initial route, yep. like tells, tells like a, a story, like a, a really compelling, um, heartwarming story of, you know, friendship and family and, and sacrifice. I, I do believe like, the main spoiler I was trying to suppress out of my brain from having watched a lore video for this, which is like related to a uh, a big element of world building of like the nature of, you know, something that's like happening in the game. I'm pretty sure like that's it. Like I, I, I like lost all the other finer details like that. Yeah. Those cannot be recovered <laughs> from my brain. But like that one big like revelation now, uh, I was like, oh, that's I was like, I was pretty sure that it was almost one of those like. I knew it in my heart. If I thought about it long yeah. enough, I knew that's what You'd it was. The and truth. then when it occurred, I was like, "All right, yeah, I guess I was. Tr- I was kind of hoping it was something different, just so I could yeah. be surprised." But no, and it's still <laughs> still very good and like recontextualizes a lot of your your actions in in, in really interesting ways. But but yeah, so I, I jumped briefly in to Route B, um, or as we were putting in in the pre show, and I never know what it makes it into the post show. But like that, uh, I, I you know. Uh, Yoko Taro writes a book. Um, uh-huh. um, it like transitions into, I mean, this is a game that already plays with text. You know, it was interesting talking about 
Fantasian um, a couple of weeks back right, and sure. how that game has these specific cutscene sequences in which it uh, dis- it removes itself from the like traditional JRPG dialogue boxes and switches to a narrative format so that it can use the the, the extra um, sort of like uh, you know uh, tools at your disposal when you're doing kind of like proper you know capital W writing mm-hmm. and uh, this game has some of that in like you know the Forest of Myth text adventure stuff but then in this scenario like it's you start it starts out um, you know it shifts to a different character's uh, perspective uh, and it, it starts out. Uh, I'm thinking like, oh, you're just going to get like a page or two of like kind of flowery, like more detailed text. Like, no, like it spends like a significant like half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> and I'm, my guess is that's I don't know. I haven't played further in that like that's going to be a format that continues um, throughout uh, the, the route B. Um, but uh, I really liked it. Like I, like I was like, damn, you know, ri- game writing is different than like yep. like novel writing. Those are those are different formats. One does not necessarily mean that you'll be good at the other. But like Yoko Taro is like really good at it. Like mm-hmm. I was like I'm I have this giant 4K TV next to my desk and I'm just looking at giant ass words for 40 minutes clicking X to go through them and was riveted. I mean I think it does a good job with like the presentation in terms of like how it like the music is really evocative and it, it, it like helps set the the tone um but it's just really good. Like I really enjoyed reading it and like came away thinking that like I would just if you wanted to write like a book in the world of Nier, like I would, like I would sit down and read three hundred and fifty pages of that, like not a problem. <laughs> so the thing is, like there is like a there is like a, a lot of collections of short stories and stuff out there where there is like you could go read. Uh, uh, there are, I think it's called Grimoire Nier is the name of the collection mm, that's that's, that's out good. there. <laughs> um, which yeah, uh-huh, um, that has ten short stories, but also some like art and stuff like that um and a lot of that stuff is just online and like i just need to spend the time to like go through and read those at this point because a lot of that is from characters in the world it's it's major it's like major plot beats from a different perspective it's stuff it's like in the world but is not a focal point in the in the game for instance um and i also think stuff like um for instance there's the shipwreck arc right Mm-hmm. That originates as one of these short stories. And oh, got, interesting! And then it got turned into uh, a new piece of content, or I guess it was a cut con- a piece of cut content from the first game. Probably got turned into a short story because the the kind of narrative work had already been done, and now is back into the game uh, uh, finally, which is interesting. Um, I'm curious what you're going to think about Route B. Route B is is. <sighs> without without again without getting into too much detail, I think maybe this is worth saying. Is like I think. Automata set different expectations for me than than what I would have had if I'd played this game a decade ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in Automata, which has been out for a few years now, so I don't mind saying this, the routes are are additive in in a real way. Uh, route B is just Route A again with some different context. This game does that also, but it's a little less smooth about why you're getting that context. Um, stuff like the, the novel bits, the, the short story bits are just kind of dropped in, which is like, it's totally fine. Like, it's just like, I feel like at the end of, by the end of route A, you're like, okay, these are my characters, this collection of characters I care about, and I'm happy to have the camera move into their interiority and like tell their story a little bit. Um, but in, in Automata, route B is like, this is this one person's story, uh, or it's, it's the same story you already saw, but you're seeing it from someone else's perspective with added, context because of the abilities he has right if you remember that shit with 9s right. um here worst combat 
Uh, yeah, we, we we could we can and should get into that during our spoiler. We should have that conversation for sure. Uh, in oh, in I, Mal- I meant auto. I meant automata. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, you do like the character shifts. No, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, we should do that comparison. We can oh, talk sure, sure, about sure. what yeah, that, yeah, yeah, what yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. how that that all maps out in our in, in our tastes. Um, but the 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 stuff in B here will often add very similar context. Which you'll see very quickly, Patrick. Like, gotcha. I don't mind spoiling this because this is like the premise of Route B right. is just like Automata, you hear stuff from enemies. You you learn the names of enemies. You learn what their what their motivations are, and they all have motivations. Um, but the game never really does the thing that that then Automata does in in the the final arcs, which is um, push forward really and say Route C and D are are what comes after that initial story instead they are again you're playing like i so i played through all this at this point going back through that same stuff for route c and route d it's, it's just, just a like, cam- it's just a camera moving around again to a different it's not even shift. it's oh. it, route c and d is just you have a different ending available just mainline <laughs> through the story just go th- and you're so powerful that it's just it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, right. it is something. It's a few hours of playtime to get back to the very end. And then you could save right before the end and make a different choice to get ending D if you choose ending C first. You know, like so that's not like the it's not that bad. But it is it is it is not. It's interesting to see this as a foundation for then later. He was like, OK, or that team was like, let's let's expand on those ideas and continue. to. This can be a form. It's not. Be it a is, form. Right. And, 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 and also. Like, the, the, there is an idea of cyclicity uh, in this, and cycles, and and repetition. I mean, there's certainly a lot of repetition. We go into the junk heap. <laughs> I went through the junk heap so many times, but but it's also not um, it's not as as central or as like kind of neatly placed in the lore of the world as it is in Automata, and that's fine. Like, I don't. I'm not saying this game needed to be that. And in many ways, it's the opposite of Automata because it's like. I care so much about these people who are nice and kind in their hearts and who have had rough lives and are like coming I, together. I, I think I, I uh, you know, I haven't seen the, you know, the conclusion of a lot of these storylines and the different endings. I, I do think I like the core cast of characters a lot more. They're nice in, people. They're good people. Like, <laughs> they, like they're people that I want to hang out with. Whereas yes, like, I absolutely like it, But whereas like with Automata, like the, the, like the giant, the big picture and like tickled my brain in, in a different way. Um, that I'll be curious why I land on the both of those by is, by the end. I also really am interested in talking through Automata as almost a follow up to. I mean, obviously it's a follow up to this game to Near, but like a much more critical take on protagonists and on especially like d- dudes who think that they that the point of their life is that like the women around them should should you know um recognize their heroism and and relent and to do what they want which is like the 9s story because he's a, right. like a punk ass you know he's just an asshole <laughs> uh, and the the that character feels in some ways like a response even to to the way near is written and and to the way that like the game ends up falling into very interesting and and frustrating paternalism uh, as the game kind of continues, which you'll which you'll see, not frustrating, but just like I I, I like fucked up characters. I like character. I like it when a character's fucked up, a little <laughs> weird, a little twisted. Um, I I like it when characters are, are compromised, and so that's part part of the reason why I like these characters more as people. I like they're my friends, and I would die for them. But I think I've come out feeling like I like Automata more because 
it positions characters against each other in ways that like tickle my brain. Um, uh, and that's, that's an interesting place to have, to have wound up. I feel, um, I'm curious what you're going to end up thinking about, about routes B and C, D and E. I don't know if you'll get through them all. I don't know if we're going to end up just linking you to some shit, some videos. Well, yeah, I, was, I told we were trying to, we are trying to schedule out at like a proper uh, spoiler cast with, uh, I'll, we just say with, with, with Dia, who, you know, mm-hmm. who reviewed the game and so that the, the three of us can, can chat through it as like a follow up to the Automod one that we did with Alex, right? That was yep. with Alex tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that was, Alex it was really tomorrow. fun. Um, and yeah, it's just a, you know, I told Rob, I was like, I think I'm just gonna have to like take a day. Like normally, I really <laughs> try to do most of like my game playing at night. You know, that has its you know that's a mm-hmm. separate discussion. But um, it was like I just like I think I might just need like eight hours. If you sit. yeah, if you ignore the side quests and the gardening. And I will. Uh, and I, you, will. you know. You know what? Like you know what? You know what? Really put it in the ground for me was uh, I. I so you. Um, I. I think I, I'm curious how this. Like I think this is how this the game treats it like mechanically. And so like just before I finish the game, you know, go to the yep. castle. Um, I had planted a bunch of wheat. Um, and because the wheat was like I believe it's it's one of like the higher price things you can sell so i was just like yeah. fuck it the only reason Great i'm doing this is so, is so that i can purchase the weapons like i'm just going to plant a ton of wheat but wheat also takes a long time it has to go through a ton of progressions mm-hmm. in order to be uh to so you can harvest it um and i was like I, I so i planted it and then i was like i don't know when i'll get back to the game to finish the that route and then i just had some time and i just I was like all right well i guess i'm not you know, uh, th- that wheat's gone. Like, it's fine. I'll, I'll just, I'll deal with it later. I've also like bought at this point, like 76% of the weapons. So it's like, I, I'm in a pretty decent place to probably yeah. get the rest of those, um, on a subsequent route. Um, but so be, I, you know, I've finished the game coming to route B and then, you know, an hour and change into that, you can start walking around again in the world. And I went <laughs> back to my house and all the wheat was there, but it was all fucking dead. <laughs> like, no. So the, so the so like, I think it's interesting that it, like oh. it, there's permanence to that gar- like that yes. gardening yes. Um, that carries over in a way that like the timeline absolutely does yes. not like line up. <laughs> um, so this is the thing I will say. I finished Route C and then I had a choice even again at that point where I could have gone back to my garden and been like, I'll finish Route D a different day. It yeah. would have meant replaying the final dungeon, or not replaying the final, re- replaying the lead up to the final dungeon, yeah. which is going up that tower. You know what I'm talking? You, you, yeah, very this. tired of going up that tower. That, I've only done it. Jumping twice. over those boxes. And yeah, yeah that, that's my, my least favorite dungeon in the game is that tower for sure. Um, Junk Heap is my favorite because despite it being the one <laughs> I've you just, the most, you, you have become Junk I've Heap. I've become Junk Heap. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Twitter user at Junk Heap. Uh, that's my new alt. Uh, don't please don't go bother whoever actually is at twitter.com slash junk heap. I'm sure it's a real junk person. Keep, junk keep 325 is my, my new private. Uh, junk heap has been his account suspended, which is extremely <laughs> funny. Uh, Turns out junk keep tried to storm the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> junk keep junk keep stormed the castle with a sign about the shadow Lord. And everyone was like, yikes. Um, I mean, I got the shadow Lord. It's so funny how, how much this game is just like doing action rpg adventure game like shit to the degree that the bad guy is just called the shadow lord like, i know just 
go to the desert kingdom, go to the forest kingdom, go to the ocean kingdom, go fight the shadow lord. Video games. What do we got to say about them? <laughs> and like, yet, it's like, and yet, like, uh, like all this other and stuff. And yet, yeah. So that's uh, what I gave up. That's what I gave yeah, up on guarding. Fair. Was just that's like, fair. I'm, I'm good. Uh, you're gonna you make know, the I, money you need to, to buy those weapons. I promise. You're not. Yeah, gonna I, 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 I did like a handful. Like, I looked up the side quests for like that were the best for money. Like, I went and got the crates. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I spoiled my I was I, I didn't realize that depending on how you resolve the crate quest, you can get a lot more money. Crate which one is way the crate quest. I, what There's is a the... woman that asks you to go find like she's like I lost three of my crates. Oh I yes, I, I, yes, I, I really yes. need you to not look inside. Yeah, and uh-huh. every time you find yeah. one of the crates, which is just you know like a like a you know an ocean or a river, uh, it's like yo, you want to look inside? And twice I said no. And then as I was like trying to see what quests I could resolve before I went to the uh to the castle, I I looked it up and it was like, yo, you make like twice as much money if you look inside that shit and turn turn her into the cops. And I was like, Yeah, all right, well, uh, I'm do that. Her out. See if you don't knock her out, she 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 puts in a word at the pharmacy who gives you that, that vaccine you get a little discount, earlier. Right? You get a little discount and some extra items. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's nice. I took I took the gold so I could but buy I, like but, the what seven am I spear stuff? that I'm not going to use. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's like in general, it's it's very funny because like you could spend that money on uh, on items you're not going to use from from the pharmacy, or you can spend that money on weapons you're not going to use from the weapon shop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, uh, my my least favorite thing about this game is that for the for the majority of my final few runs, I was using a very ugly weapon because it was my most powerful weapon, <laughs> and it's just. It was I, upsettingly bad two handed two handed sword that just is like a black obelisk with lava. It just looks. It, I think it literally is a, a major weapon from um, from Dragon Guard or something. Mm. Uh, or and if it isn't, then I don't know why the fuck it's in here. It's so <laughs> hideous. It's called Fool's Lament, uh, and and it's just not. It's just not good. It's just not what I want my character. I I. Th- I would sometimes equip a different weapon to like switch to before a cutscene started, <laughs> just so that that would be the one in the cutscene, or like right. to run around. Like I had a running around sword. I was like, I don't know, this thing looks so fucking goofy. I don't want to just put a katana on my back or whatever. It's fine. <sighs> anyway, this game, yeah, this game needs like whatever the that M- what do, what do they call it in MMOs when you can you need, like a glamour. I need you yes. know like a, yeah, absolutely. So like I, I, sh- I, I like this katana, but I actually need it to hit like a like a like a broadsword. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, apparently the description and appearance are a reference to Drakengard and the main protagonist uh, came Kaim. I don't know how to pronounce the main protagonist. I didn't realize guards. that. Uh, I have a feature. I don't think it's going up this week. I think it's going up next week. I uh, interviewed. Uh, uh, John Riccardi, who I know a long time from back when he worked at EGM, but you know for the past decade and change, he's been running eight four the localization uh, outfit, uh, and they uh, did you know the localization on the original Near Drakengard, and I, in doing that, learned I didn't realize like the last Drakengard came out after Near. In my head, it was like oh right. Drakengard finished, then he did Near, then he did Near. I was like no, like he did Near, uh, and and then did the final. Um, Drakengard game. Drakengard uh, 3, right? Came yeah, out in... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's a really... 2010s. The, the feature that I wrote is is mostly us just talking about, like, working with Yoko Taro. I'll, I'll, I'll promote <laughs> it when I actually know that's going up maybe next week, but it's a, I it, think was, a, it was I, a lot of fun. Yeah. I want to say there's, like... 
if it's not a lunar tear, there's like a very important big white flower also in Drakengard three. Sure. I just uh, am I. Are we going to go down this route? Are we going to end up all Playing. learning about? No, Drakengard? we've we we, yeah. we. I mean, I will say that Austin and I have gone as far as looking up how long it would take to beat the first route of a Drakengard, and like, True. could that be part of a charity stream in the future yeah. where him and I at like <laughs> 10 p.m. Yeah. open a six pack and like here we go <laughs> until Rob. Rob strolls in with some coffee at seven in the morning and tells us to go home. That sounds like the life, honestly. It sounds awesome. It sounds Post awesome. Post-vaccine, what do you want to do? I want to get together with some motherfuckers and stream Dragon Guard 1 all for night. For the PS2, yeah. Uh-huh. I, That's what I want to do. I, I've heard that game is, ext- I've heard that game is like extremely dark in a way that uh like on top of just like not being particularly good to play <laughs> outside I of feel like, like the, couldn't the we like bust that up in an good. emulator and just like turn on infinite health or something i feel that's like there's a way play. to yeah that's a good idea that's what we should that's what we it's should just do because well you know we know what they're we're there for right yeah i want so. the story and i want the music and i want the characters and, and it's like muso adjacent isn't it yeah. so you know just just button through Totally. Tell anyway. us. Like people like uh, that that or we're gonna spend the next ten years like waiting for a square to slowly remake these games, but I just don't know <sighs> I, I haven't played these games, but it seems like you would have to do a lot more work on those games. You couldn't they did quite a bit of work on 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 Near Replicant, but yeah. I don't know I mean but maybe, it, you, but could, maybe you could just Replicant. do like a collection that's just like the Drakengard collection and like, hey, it's you can you can play it at four K, but it's still gonna play the way it like played Dragon when it Guard. came out in yeah. you know 2005. Dragon, dra- Dragon, Dragon, Dragoon, Dragon, Dragoon uh, was the original name. the The thing about it is like Near is fundamentally a game that I think people might not l- love the repetition or whatever, but it's very in line with what games looked like in in 2010. Oh right? yeah, 20, for sure. Uh, mm. This is just you know it's a big open world action RPG, and that's comprehensible people didn't know what to, to put people. in those spaces, and totally. so it was well. We need you to we'll make we want people to go from point A to point B. And so it, it really only stands out like because because like it stands in contrast to the narrative being so strong. Right. Um, and, you know, that, yeah. So. But in contrast, I, I, I feel like the sort of like chapter based level based, you know, stuff in Drakengard might not be as like easily received by a wide audience. And that feels like something that. Square would be a little squeamish about. It's why when we were talking about it, you know, off mic, Patrick, I was saying, I wonder if what they end up doing is making a game set in the uh, the beginning of near Drakengard ending E route uh, timeline that tells sort of the prequel story, or or maybe they just make a different Drakengard game. But, you know, maybe they just make another that, game that is a way of like telling, like you can that weave in those stories yeah. through, you know, uh, side quests and like novels that you find. It like gets people primed on the Drakenverse. Oh, like, yeah. You, when, you but, told, when, you, when you just like, qu- like quietly paces something and my response was, is the implication here that in modern Japan, a dragon just yeah. showed up? And uh-huh. like, yeah, that's the premise of Drakengard. I was like, all right. That's the premise of Nier. We just don't talk about it. We just, the right. dragon doesn't show up on screen. <laughs> you read those weapon stories, it makes it very uh, clear a dragon showed up. Uh, it's like not in any cutscenes. You know what I mean? Like we don't see the dragon, but uh, a dragon showed up and then everyone got sick. Uh oh. You know. <laughs> then some people made some other different choices that you'll have to beat the game to find out to find out mm. what those were. Bad choices, I think. I think I think the, the the stuff that the stuff that happened to try to save people did not maybe go the way 
Not no, it's, yeah, lots of people making bad choices in Dragon Guard and Near. It seems like. Um, yes. Uh, anyway, there's our near our near minute. We'll be back with a. At, at this point, I feel like everything I, I have to. That's not true. I could still talk about near. Yeah, I, I said that maybe things would come up, but, but I, I would feel fairly confident in saying we will mostly put a pin in bringing it up here, unless yes, you know, like as I work my way through the routes, maybe there'll be like a discussion topic. But I think probably check back in like a like the, the next week or two. Yeah. We're trying to set up. Oh, I, I will say here's here's the last yeah. thing I will say is having now beaten route E, I uh, I truly cannot imagine what it would have been like to be an OG near fan and get this route um, <laughs> today as like a reward for 11 years of fandom and like like waving this banner and being a real one before like it was in a popular. good way or in a bad way in a, in a, i think in a good way but it's hard for me to know because i'm not that fan not that person right yeah. like I, I i for me it would be like if there was a secret you know a, a new ending for dragon's dogma dropped do you know what i mean and i'd be like right. what the fuck and i might hate it or i might love it i don't know i i like i like route e i like ending e a lot i really enjoyed it is e um new? e is completely new okay okay E is, e is not completely new. I already said this a little bit. You replay the beginning of the game, which is actually the final thought that I have about this game is I actually think this is a game that insists on the idea that revisiting a text, whether that's a game or literally words on the screen, but revisiting them is valuable mm-hmm. and that even without new context, you get something from seeing a cutscene again, from seeing a conversation because the stuff there's stuff that happens throughout all of the later routes where it's just the same shit, but it hits different because you have the full context. I think that's an interesting element of it. Um, but but yeah, I already said in Route E you start the game over and then at a certain point it diverges. And when that point happens, like I popped and I cannot imagine how someone who had played this game for the first time eleven years ago and loved these characters popped. And then at every <laughs> point through that thing, there are these really high beats of just like super excitement as something cool happens connections to other parts of the Drakengard franchise that uh, that that are you know whatever <laughs> the larger taroverse the larger yokoverse um yeah i never know whether whether to to use so this is a funny thing about yokotaro that i think i don't know if this has come across for, for people yokotaro is like the only japanese developer that i know who uses his name in the order that he would use it in japan in the west so in Jap- in Japan, surnames come first. Um, right. So like we say uh, Hideo uh, Kojima, but like if you were writing his name in Japanese, it would be Kojima Hideo or H- Hideo. Um, we don't do that with Yoko Taro. Yoko is his surname. And so Taro is his given name. But we say Yoko Taro. And it's just like that's it's kind of amazing that he managed to pull it off. I think it's because he kind of treats it like a mononym. He kind of treats yeah. it like. Like the artist known as Yoko Taro. <laughs> yeah, like, um, you, like, like would you be to shocked if tomorrow he he like came out and was like actually like has not been my name all along. Hundred like, percent would been believe a long it. Con, like, if you yeah. look at the way this is route the, E yes. in my life. Yes, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Totally he takes off the, the mask. Yes. Anyway, the thing is, like, I I genuinely think that there's there's really cool stuff there. So if you're someone who is like pushing through this game as an old fan, I'm I'm I think that you should probably keep pushing through and get to that route E because there's some wild shit in there. And also, I'm just curious for the for old school fans, maybe for our our podcast, our, our spoiler cast, um, which, again, we don't have a date for yet, but in the coming weeks, uh, write in to gamingadvice.com and let us know what you think about route E if you're an old head, because I just want to know how it hits. I want to know if it hits different if if you've loved it's these like characters a for, for a your, decade. Uh, yeah, your fan. You know, um, so 
Yeah, there's near. Should we talk about Pokemon Snap? Should we take a break and come back Let's and talk about Pokemon back. Snap? Yeah. Sounds good. We'll snap into it. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back with a snap. Kato. Hi. You wrote a review of, of new Pokemon Snap. Yeah. New does it have Pokemon the new Snap. it doesn't have the Nintendo new, does it? It's it's a new. What's but the, you know what I Nintendo mean? It doesn't have new. like the it doesn't have like the new with all the little It does. You know, the the new. The new. The, it, the know, little lines around it? The little lines, the little color lines. It is called like it, like the no. full name is new Pokemon Snap, right? Y- yeah, yes, yes. The, it is. the logo is. includes yeah. the word new. Um, it's just red. There's no, but does that the new Nintendo 3DS little lines no. that make it seem like it's a party going on in there? No, no party. Um, mm. <laughs> new Pokemon Snap. Uh, is you know all right. It's a it's a fun Pokemon <laughs> Snap. Uh, of which there's only ever been one uh, other one of, so there's not much to to work with there. Um, it I, is that true? There's only ever been one other Pokemon Snap. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like people, Pokemon Snap. Should be like nights, and it should have had a holiday special holiday release. <laughs> Christmas Pokemon Snap. Well, or Christmas yeah, Nights sure. is better than the OG it's Nights anyway. What I'm saying. Better so than mute the soundtrack to Christmas Nights. I don't. I, I don't know how that like you know hits to an to an outsider, but man, I listened to the Christmas Night soundtrack all the fucking time. It's when very I was funny, Patrick. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> anyway, not even like Christmas music, but the Christmas Night soundtrack. Put it on. Amazing. Hey, family. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah, this is uh, now, now it's, it's an open <laughs> gift. <laughs> Yuji Naka's in this house. <laughs> um, yeah, Pokemon Snap. If you ask a lot of people who enjoyed the first one, Pokemon Snap should have been a franchise onto its own. Like, we should have had, yeah. we should have been having one of them per like console, you know, the way that certain other franchises happen. Um, and it's just like, you it's said been, that with a lot. You didn't say that with disdain, but those words feel like yeah, they care I about mean, it. You know, those, 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 those people who keep saying they should make a new Pokemon Snap. Oh, I no, went the no. other way. I went like, unlike certain other franchises, <laughs> unlike Aguilar. Uh, uh, but it's been 21 years since the original game came out. Out. That's that's so long. It's so fucking long. It's so that's long. A whole and, ass person. And as far as I can tell, there hasn't a year hasn't gone by when there hasn't been like a small upswell where people remember Pokemon Snap and go, "Hey, why don't they make another one of those for twenty one <laughs> yes. years straight?" So you know, those- I want I want like a a Wes Anderson style like 
very high detail cross section, you know, a montage uh-huh. of different people over 21 years yes. saying, "Hey, why don't they make a new Pokemon <laughs> Snap?" Across the last 21 years, through the War on Terror, yeah. through the Obama administration, <laughs> through, through the, the continued Spring. War on Terror. <laughs> yeah, exa- exa- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh my you're God. right, though. I think right. I, everyone I know likes Pokemon. Not everyone I know. So many people have a deep fondness for yeah. the original Pokemon. But I think Snap. that's also become like a burden and a curse for the the, the which has made me very. I kind uh, of I don't know like what your. I'd be curious what your experience was with the first. Like I, I, me and my friends were obsessed with Pokemon Snap. Yeah. That game. Um, when that came out, it was the you know around the height of Pokemon as a pop culture mm-hmm. like phenomenon, like in its like original and like it's uh, you know sort of like original spin up, um, and that like just we spent so many times like going through the carousel of Pokemon Snap um, with my friends. We like you know would get the pictures printed out yeah. at <laughs> Toys R Us or Blockbuster or like wherever yeah. those kiosks were. Like, wasn't it that you could like bring in the memory card? Yep. Then you would slip that in, and you could get those printed get out. Those like printed so we, out at Blockbuster. It's so one um, the one big feature they're missing this time around. I don't. So it's <laughs> not. Can, it's you, not well, actually. You can purchase an accessory to like. I saw the Amazon link go out excuse, yesterday wait, from a printer Mr. for the Wario. I don't know the mechanics of how it works. But <laughs> oh, there's a Pokemon. A Pika, there's a Pikachu branded. Look up Wario sixty. Yeah, Austin. Look up Wario yeah, sixty four's Twitter it. while I I'm continue telling this story. Um, but it. Um, I also want to say it's a game that none of my friends owned, though, because we also <laughs> recognized that there wasn't actually a ton of value in it. There wasn't right. a whole lot to do. So it was the quintessential, hey, let's go pick something up from the Blockbuster or the Family Video uh-huh. was the other, like, Midwest chain. Like, yeah, get Pokemon Snap. Like, that's, like, something to do this weekend. And, like, then we'll have done everything there is to do it. So, like, right. I, I say all that to, like, set up my my concern and fear over a new Pokemon Snap, which is that's a game a lot of people played when they were very young. Mm-hmm. Um, it was shallow when it came out, was kind of a gimmick, and I do think that in some ways informed why Nintendo was hesitant to return to it because it was a question of like, well, what it what even is a new Pokemon right, Snap? Right. And so I guess I turned that to you then, like yeah. on, on like where you where you came out on the original, and then like where this one lands because it doesn't sound like a reinvention. But I'm, but I'm curious where it lands in terms of like what it what it thinks a new Pokemon Snap is in 2021. Totally. I mean, uh, I I also didn't own it, but that was because also I didn't even have an N64, so it was like the one oh, thing. So it was not like a discounted game no. because it was short and shallow. No. It was mm-hmm. still like seventy dollars or whatever. You could, depending on what you considered finished, but you could finish that game in three hours. Uh, yes. I just watched oh, a let's sure. play of right. it. It was like two hours and forty five minutes, um, and. Uh, so it was, it was just one of those things though. When it happened, there was it, it. You know, Pokemon Fever was at its height. Everyone I knew that had an N sixty four was bringing in the fucking stickers to school. So like, it was the one time I finally convinced my parents to let me rent an N sixty four from the Blockbuster along with this one mm. game. And yeah, like, where you had to put down the big deposit. Yeah, right. That yes, was the, it was a big so fucking was deal. About, it was a big fucking yeah. deal. Because uh, renting the machine was not that expensive. No. But the you had to put down a financial deposit of like, I don't know, like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. More than that even. Yeah. Because like what if you just leave with the system? Right. What right. if you just never return it's it? Somewhere around the money back? Of whatever the yeah. actual system and that was at the that, time. Yeah. My parents would not like it was a I remember the first time we did like the deposit and rental was we visited like my grandmother and my parents were like, We 
you're not bringing like your fucking console with. And then I managed <laughs> to convince my grandmother to like go to the blockbuster wow. and, wow. and rent one. Wow. And she was okay with uh. doing the deposit, but my parents were like, never okay. They're like, that's way too much money. Yeah. Like, what if you break that shit? And I was like, yeah, that's, you know, I didn't understand at the time. I look back and go like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> no, I mean, I was, I was real big into, uh, Pokemon. And so they were like, fine, this one time, but this is it. This isn't becoming normal. And it didn't. <laughs> that was literally the one time until like years later, I could finally, we could finally get uh, like used M64. Um, mm-hmm. but like, that was how big it was to me as a child was like, it was worth like having this fight, like making it this, the you're, one you're time in the favor. Yeah, exactly. So to speak. You're, exactly. Like, you're going to spend your, your, your parental social capital <laughs> yeah, on this, on this. Um, and you know, like my grades have been good. Listen, you right. Know? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of it was because like, you know, even as a child, I like had this weird expectation with like because Pokemon was like one of the first RPGs I ever played, this the, mm. the like way that the that it abstracted things by having like random encounters like you meet Pokemon in in like only in the grass you don't see them as sprites on the game like other video games I played everything that you interacted with was a was its own sprite in like whatever right. overworld or whatever right um you know like the Goombas in Mario are there you just stomp on them right there's <laughs> one layer of of kind of metaphysical or ontological depending on how you right. frame it like truth right it's the thing that's happening right exactly and that's it and as a kid yeah. i was like always like shit i really wish i could see the pokemon like and ha- see them running around and like right so like the, sure the, seeing my friend's photos of the pokemon be, like being in space was like mind-blowing and like this like oh my god i can't wait until this is what pokemon is <laughs> Ah. Um, hmm. little, little did I know that literally until 2019, until Pokemon Sword and Shield would be the first time a mainline Pokemon game attempted to put Pokemon in like 3D space. Uh, and everyone loved the way that happened, right? No. <laughs> big into that game. You know, it was, it was all right. Well, there was the it battle was a good game though, right? Like, was, huh? Stadium art, st- like the state Pokemon Stadium oh, was good also. Point. Stadium, that uh, was the big, that was the appeal of Stadium. Right. I remember being totally. like. We, I would absolutely like rent stadium for that same thing, right. that same feeling of like, I want to see them do the thing. Right. I want to see Pikachu do Thundershock. Yes, totally. Um, but like, but that's not them living out in the world. Right. That's no, them it's not, fighting. No. Yeah. I yeah. Get yeah. You. And like, I get you. and like the, the, the version that we got in Sword and Shield was okay. <laughs> uh, but like, it's a very much a very first step into that, that kind of like building, which is what Do they're they going like with legends. In Sword and Shields? A little bit. A little bit. That's the thing. Okay. That's the thing. It's like, it's very baseline. Like, some of them instead, like, some of them run away because they're shy Pokemon. Some of them fucking right. bum rush you, like, run at you right. uh, full speed because they're aggressive. Um, things like that. But it's very, very light. Um, the, there's right. literally more interaction in, like, Pokemon Snap, the original Pokemon Snap, as far as, like, things they do oh, in the sure. environment than there was yeah. in Sword and Shields, like, open, open uh, wild areas, they were called. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like where the, these expect, like what my like expectations were as far as like over the years, like seeing that Pokemon doesn't, uh, hasn't been pushing in this direction that I kind of wished it had as a child. But then, um, understanding that like, you know, technology has, has changed a lot. 
Umarangi Generation came out last year. Um, great game. Great fucking photo game. Uh, understanding that there are ways to build to, uh, like recognition systems where like you know uh, a game can take an image and understand what's in it. Um, <laughs> so like there's a lot of that. Uh, that it's like oh, it's been twenty years. It's this can be very different. And then it 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 isn't. It isn't. It it is very much. That original it's, it's game, Snap. it is Pokemon Snap, but bigger. There's more um, narrative, uh, uh, you know, through line to it. There's like, which the original didn't have at all. It's just you opened it. Professor Oak was like, I need you to take some pictures. Go take some pictures. And like, that was it. Uh, this one has, uh, you know, there's a new professor, Professor Mirror. Uh, he runs the, oh, what's the word for it? It's lens. Lens is what it's called. Was is the acronym for it? Um, I think it's environmental, lentil, environmental nature's inside. No, Wait, laboratory. Lentils? Laboratory. Lentil is the name of the 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 region that you're in. The lentil, but L E N like oh, lens. Okay. Lentil. T A L. Lentil. Um, I got And it's you. the laboratory for nature and. No, for environmental and nature, natural sciences, Lens is his laboratory. Sure. <laughs> and he's doing an ecological survey of this region, which has been largely untouched by humans. Um, and has like, there's like one surviving record of like a hundred year old, like, like explorer, like came through and wrote a book about it. Right. Like that's the only other time gotcha, that humans sure. have been through, um, this region so like Damn, there's like sounds great sounds like the pokemon world's doing better than our world where <laughs> right this place like, would be absolutely, absolutely covered just, uh-huh. in extractive Completely. technologies yeah uh-huh. and well to be fair um i say mostly because the first track the so like you know if, in case you've never touched or seen pokemon snap pokemon snap is an on rails uh photography game uh you run you go through these um uh, maps that are you know you're on rails you're on a single track sometimes mm-hmm. every once in a while there is kind of a a choice where you can branch uh a paths in this one which is fun um uh-huh. but uh the first track in this game is a nature preserve that they've built next to the research center so they're already starting to do that thing of like well you know we can't just leave the nature alone uh we're gonna build walls and uh spaces around it to delineate the differences here because we're we're now moving in um which is a weird thing to think about in the pokemon world but Mm -hmm. the the way that this game is different is mostly that it it's it it is more uh like they're the the tracks each have both a day and a night version uh each day or night version also has its own like level so like the the first time you go through it's a level 1 track you take pictures you get scored on those pictures and that score is experience points for the that track basically once you hit level 2 things have changed um you know it kind of represents the like nature photography idea of like spending a lot of time in an area and understanding the movements of pokemon and like being able to mm. find new things as you're like you know continue your continued uh observation of the space makes it so that you can 
you know, see new, see new things. So like it shuffles around where the Pokemon are. It adds some new Pokemon. Things kind of change over time. Um, in this first track, like spoilers, I guess I'm going to kind of spoil the first track. So I guess skip if you don't want anything else. If you like, like the first Pokemon snap and think that a new one of those would be good. This is, this game is going to be good for you. Um, it doesn't change, uh, so much or it doesn't change a lot that the first one did. So, um, but this is one of the, the things where like it, as you level up, it like moves forward in time. So in the first one, there's like a Bidoof holding a stick in the first, uh, level level when you hit level two of that track, the, it started to build a dam. By the time you hit level three, Ooh. the dam is complete and there's like a little Bidoof inside of it. Um, <laughs> and okay so what's and the other thing that that they've changed here is that instead of you're actually kind of building instead of just like an album of photos where like the first one you like would take a picture uh and then you would choose one per pokemon type to show to the mm-hmm. to professor oak and then those would be like what your album is this one kind of separates out like a personal album and like your photo decks is what they call it so each Pokemon has an entry in the photo decks, and there are four photos that you're trying to capture for each Pokemon, one through four stars. One star is them just kind of being in space. They're not doing anything special. Hey, um, here's, a, here's, here's, a, here's the Pikachu uh, standing, just standing right, there. Right, here's a Pikachu. <laughs> I was trying to go deeper cut. Sure. I was trying to get to like a, <laughs> a whooper. Yeah, here's a whooper. Here's a whooper standing uh, like with its back to you even. like You can't even see its face. That's a, like one star photo, but the camera says it's a whooper. So God damn it, it's a whooper. You're gonna get one star. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Here's a, a two star. Is usually like you've thrown an apple at it and it, it's eating the apple. Oh look, it's doing an action um, that you've kind of like made it uh, do. A three star is sure. something like uh, you you've found it doing something specific to that Pokemon. Like let's say. Um, I'm a Charmander and I'm, and I'm heating up. Yeah, I'm, I'm breathing I'm, fire. I'm doing a move. I'm breathing right? fire. Like, yeah, doing yeah, flamethrower yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm, I'm roasting this apple to eat. And then four star is um, like once in a lifetime, usually kind of interactions between two types of Pokemon. Like I'm sure. now I'm a Charmander and I'm doing flamethrower at a Chansey or some like none of this is Damn. real. <laughs> what did Chansey do to earn that? I don't know. Rolled Damn, around, I guess. Rude. Smiled okay, wrong. Sure, <laughs> sure. sure. Um, but that's a grief interaction. Yeah. Yes. So before it was very much like you're just trying to like get good photos, and it's fun to get photos. But now there's like there's this kind of like structure around it where like oh I'm trying to fill out the page for this Pokemon. Kind of the same way you know the same way that in the mainline games one of the like ways that you can play those games and a lot of people do is the want to collect every single one, right? This is leaning into that in a way that the original Snap didn't. Um, and so now you've, the like, re- rep- like repeating those uh, tracks not only unlocks new things on that same track because you're gaining experience every time, uh, it's also, like, worthwhile to do because you have kind of different photo objectives that you're trying to hit now. Um, uh-huh. And that that kind of covers the large, the, the structure of it. Like, it otherwise kind of, controls the same um there's a slight difference now where before there were the reticle didn't um it was always in the center now there's kind of like a weird dead area in the middle there's a little square you can see where you can move the reticle around and wherever 
the like last Pokemon that you put the reticle over, it kind of like does the, um, you know, when you take a photo with your camera and it like mm-hmm. selects the faces, it puts a little square yeah, around yeah, the faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now when you like put the reticle over a Pokemon, it like selects that Pokemon. And so if you snap a picture mm-hmm. without zooming in or anything, that's now the subject of the photo. And this is important because if let's say there's a Pikachu and a Grookey uh, sitting next to each other and I put the reticle over the Grookey and take a picture, that is a picture of Grookey and that's it. That Pikachu does not oh. count. I cannot turn that in as a Pikachu picture. It's mm, don't love I, that. Yeah. No, this is this don't is the part that. of like we are past this like te- yeah, technologically I understand both. that both of those things are in the image and I could use it for either one should I want. But no, you're making that decision. Yeah. You're making that this would be fine if you could control how you're moving, but the whole point is like that you're on rails and this is you're not, you can't. That's the whole thing. You're snapping things and like you might miss stuff and like the timing is important. But if you're also trying to then manage this is what the this is what this photo is of, even though there's like five things in this photo, like it just is too much. Um, and it like. I almost like I almost liked the old method better where it's just like whatever is in the dead center is going to be it because now it's like if I take um that's like that's like being zoomed out right like that's like uh, mm-hmm. without hitting the zoom and then when you zoom in technically the reticle sticks to the center now when you're like in okay. the like I'm taking a a closer photo but sometimes that if you had it on like even if I had it on that grookey in that photo and then I zoom in, but and I'm pointing it at the Pikachu. It still thinks it's the Grookey picture. Like the, where and when it snaps off is wah, really wah. like that's deeply frustrating yes. and annoying. Yeah. Um, and so like I end up taking a lot of not zoomed in photos, which if you remember the original Pokemon Snap is bad because one of the scores, one of the scores that you're getting is, is about is, is about, about yeah. being like very close. Yes, it's about the fucking yeah. size of the Pokemon in the image uh. in the square. Um, the fact is, it frequently was was the case. It's like, who gives a shit what they're doing? You yeah. just yeah. want that that want Pokemon that as close as possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, score, 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 score. Um, God. And so, like, there are, and like, this mostly ends up being an issue in edge cases where there's like a lot of Pokemon of different sure. types together. Most of the time, they're like, but like that together. should be a hype moment, right? That should be a right. moment. Where like, you're like, oh Yo, shit, there's a bunch of Pokemon yeah, here. Yeah, there's two and different Pokemon like... doing stuff, and I got both of them in one shot. That's sick. No, sorry. It'll give you points it's for like, the other Pokemon. But I just can imagine like J. Jonah Jameson being like, no, nah, this is this is just a picture of, of Grookey. Yeah. And like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I need like, pictures Jonah, of Pikachu. Yeah, I, <laughs> Pikachu's in the picture. He's right he's there. Not, he's not central enough. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I have to show you this shit. This is the most frustrating shit. Hold on. I tweeted about this the, uh, yesterday when the, in, the, embargo, when the embargo dropped. dropped. Uh, look at this picture here. Can you? There are two Pokemon in this picture. Um technically no <laughs> so this is a picture uh a kind of zoomed in picture this of is a, a score, score bunny, bunny uh taking the a c- center of the dead center. Is a beautiful photo <laughs> of a beautiful score bunny score bunny is this kind of beautiful fluffy but but kind of athletic yeah white rabbit uh pokemon who's doing a little nap doing a little, a little snooze has, like red adorable. toes red ears very adorable this is a that is a photo of score bunny yeah that's a photo of score bunny on top of uh, a torterra which is kind of like a spiky turtle thing with a tree on its back 
That's a cool looking Pokemon. Yeah, Torterra's cool. Torterra's cool, but I turned this photo into the professor. But I wouldn't say this is a photo of a Torterra. It said it was a photo. Score Bunny who? That this is just a photo of the back of a Torterra, which makes it a a really bad photo because it's a bad most photo. of the Pokemon is out of the frame, <laughs> and yeah. b not the thing that I was trying to get, which was of the Score Bunny. Um, That's very frustrating. It's it's really just I they can do better. I know this the technology exists in the world, right? Like it just yeah, feels yeah. so. I mean, like I I think they. I think they have um, a certain amount of either reverence or just like this idea that you have to make it that that much like the original thing that they didn't want to do a new method of like uh, uh-huh. parsing these images. But it's been twenty yeah. years. <laughs> no, like, I, the thing is, I, I would understand. I, think, I can't imagine it's actually using the same shit from the N sixty four. That feels like it would be more. It's not. Trouble a, it's not. A, than, no, in the original, there was no way to set. Like the thing I was right. talking about, where it sets the. It right. was just like whatever the focal it, point or whatever. Yeah, it's just like whatever the center was over. So in the original, mm-hmm. this photo would probably have. This been would have been a photo of, of, of Score Bunny. Bunny. Right, which had been very valuable since Score Bunny didn't exist yet, right. and you could have like, been the person well, I, on the playground ex- who's like, "Hey, in twenty years they're going to invent a rabbit that does sports." <laughs> Kato's, go- Kato's going to the playground. Yeah, like yo, yo, look at this shit. God, it's Pico, like it's that's Pico Red. the worst possible. My uncle works at Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, shit. Yeah. I mean, actually, my uncle, my uncle who works at Nintendo, is the worst possible. Yeah. But the version of it that's like, I have information for video games that won't come out until for twenty years. years. Yeah, just wait. So you just can't wait. do shit with it. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. You'll remember. No, we don't. They won't. Like, well, no one's gonna remember that you were right about Score Bunny. Uh that's disappointing. Yeah. That's such a good illustration of it not really working the way it yeah. should. Yeah. And it's and again, it's like. You kind of, after spending, uh, I think I'm like 12 hours in or something, um, mm-hmm. nearing, nearing the end game at this point, um, you kind of learn the ways to to work around the like limitations of it or like be careful about where that reticle's going ahead of yeah, time. Of but it, it's, it's just frustrating. I, it, I, I think it's just hard. It is also hard that like you and I, I think, especially fell in love with a different model of what a photo photography yeah, game could be 100%. last year. And like around which, like, uh, not just a different, not just a different, like the technology is different and it recognizes everything in the photo, but just the ways in which Umarangi is about looking at the world right. and like, and and finding compositions that you're interested in, and also just like doing the work of absolutely of even even uh, even the the core mechanic of like take the take a photo of right. five of right the bounties are more are, are are both more specific than what it sounds like yeah. is happening here, but also more allow you to to interpret right. in, a, in a more which you know, I'm, I'm fine with way. this being a less uh, interpretive system yeah. because you know like yes nature Pokemon. photography and like ecological surveys and things that are meant to like record the behaviors of of animals is a, is yeah, a is a, its own like kind of framing of what photography can be like there's a different use case here that exists in the world and like could be interesting to like you know take a look at but even in um even in uh like real world nature photography there's uh aestheticization that is still like 
like you still get the information and it still yeah. looks good like a good photo right it, right if, like if, it's not one you, or the other right people people whether they agree on on which photo is better if you put two photos of uh, a snake in front of people, and I say this because you have this great picture of an Arbok. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you put two of them in front of uh, in front of people, they would have a preference between them most of the time, sure. right? Maybe not a snake. Snake is a bad example, but like uh, uh, you know, whatever uh, of, of an Arctic fox. If you have one, and and they, both of them contain the raw, like, hey, here is a there is enough of a of yeah. a fox here for for you to understand what you're looking. Well, like at. I have a I have um, an example right here. Look, the yeah, sure. Is the, this the, the, is this the, the birds? The, the, yeah, wingles. Yeah. Look at these yes. wingles. Yes. One of these got a much better score than the much better, like almost double score than the other one. Uh, and it's that very basic one the, where it's near the center. Which is not, a, not necessarily a bad photo. It's kind of, you know, it's it's but the real thing is that it's it's, it's right. singular right. and bigger in the frame. It's just because it's a right. little more zoomed in. If I had gotten closer to Whereas the, one on the other left, photo that you've taken is yeah, like a pair of them flying through a, a, a perfect sky with just a touch of clouds and some canyon. Or not canyon I am some, I am shocked that Nintendo made a sequel to Pokemon <laughs> Snap that was more or less the original game with some minor tweaks. Yeah. Twenty years though. Definitely not with definitely years. not a company. A Nintendo like solution. A, yeah, twenty. You know what? They're just doing the process they did with Pokemon originally, which is yeah. I'm sorry, it's going to take another twenty before Fuck. they actually do anything interesting and different with yeah. it. You should yeah. just be happy they made another one, Kyle. Which a lot of people <laughs> will be. And like, look, I'm in. I'm also enjoying parts of this game. The the Pokemon sure. are still very cute. You know, technology has evolved since that first one. The the fidelity is nice. The environments are good. Uh, some of the environments are great and like feel like habitats, and then some of them feel like you're on an amusement park ride, and the Pokemon are popping up and being like, "Hi, I'm here," and now I'm gone. <laughs> like, you're, it, it's classic it's nature shit. Yeah, right. It's wild how much it it swings actually, because when the good ones are good, it's like, oh wow, I've, I'm really in this fucking jungle. I'm having to like mm-hmm. frame things through trees and branches, and like get you're only getting glimpses of things. But when you get that shot, oh, it's really good. Um, yeah. Like shit like that is possible in this game and it and when it works, it fucking works. But then it yeah. swings the other way and you're like, Oh, I am he, time to go on the haunted house ride where things jump out at you and uh take a photo as it jumps out. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah, um that's a bummer. And it's just yeah, I think it ultimately is just, you know, uh yeah, it's exactly what what the the way that, that Nintendo iterates, it's so safe within its like big franchises uh-huh. that I don't know why. No, it's not I just thought, the big franchises. Well, yeah. Well the, uh, I gotta, every I, gotta once I got a little while, add on to this. Yeah, good. Every I mean oh, every yeah. once in a well, while they do they make this. a Splatoon, right? This is the thing. Yeah. Of That's course, frustrating. Right. It's yes. just like you can but see this is this is, this is, this is, this is intrinsic to being a fan they, of Nintendo. Is like this is what the company is. Like they 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 will put out a patch Two and a half years later for Super Mario Party <laughs> and add online play. Oh. Can I talk huh? to you briefly about huh? Famicom Detective Club? Unless you have any final um, thoughts on, on if you have any closing thoughts on Pokemon, new Pokemon yeah, Snap. Um, mostly it's like, if you like that original, like the Pokemon are cute, like you'll find it'll be fun but like it it it's kind of frustrating as a longtime fan like we were saying and like um 
uh, all one tip to anyone playing: save every photo that you like. Uh, the way that the album and like the polka, the photo decks work are they're kind of two separate things. Um, and if you have like a one star photo that you really enjoy, but then later you take a one star photo that has a better score and you replace it, you're gonna lose that original unless you save it because there's like a after each after each track, you can save photos to an album which is just like a, a repository for all of uh like photos that you can like share and whatever like that's just like where you keep things that look good um even if they're mm-hmm. not gonna have good scores or whatever um also one uh it does allow you to re-snap things uh which is which is What's nice it's just like once you've gone through uh and done all your scored stuff and you're saving stuff to your to your album you can um zoom in and out change the depth of field on things but you can only do it then after mm-hmm. that, it's saved as like a, f- a flat image, and then you can the other editing you can do is mostly like stickers and frames and a little bit of like a weird filter stuff you can do. But like, it'll allow you to re. This is the v- most fucked up part too. Is like there is there is a large like editing um, process to photography in general, right? Like especially digital photography, you're taking a lot of shots, picking out one, and pos- possibly man- manipulating yeah. it a lot, like cropping like the whole thing and it like has those tools but only after the scoring part and it's like i wish that they allowed you to do it like this is part of the creative process of photography is making those final edits to Mm -hmm. have your whatever your final thing that you're presenting be so like it's like oh those tools are there but you can't use them as part of the like uh scoring scoring mechanism mechanism. they're just a separate yeah yeah Yeah, they've kind of separated this idea of photography as aesthetic so also i do like i worry if they had brought the edit into the scoring mechanism you would be forced to edit these photos to be (laughs) lifeless (laughs) and like right wrote composition you know what i mean uh it's possible yeah yeah um but yeah uh, uh so so yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you know I, I had a friend message me today or ye- yesterday when the reviews dropped, um, and she was like, you know what? I'm like weirdly more excited about this Pokemon Snap game now that all the reviews are out, being like, this isn't it's just Pokemon Snap. Like, don't <laughs> sure. get your hopes up, yeah, because now my hopes aren't up, right. and and in that way, I'm kind of free to just be like, yeah, I'm gonna play a Pokemon Snap game. Yeah. I'm gonna enjoy it for a weekend, and I'm gonna move on with my life. Yeah. So that's that's fun. It's just uh, too bad, you know, you know, like people, you know, are gonna. They're gonna yeah. look at that new. Uh, what's the 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 open like proper open, open world one they're doing next year? What's that? Uh, what's that game called? Le- Legends. You mentioned it earlier, Kata. Acreous, Real Legends is that what it is? Acreous Legends, I think, is the full subtitle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like in a, in a in an ideal world, which of course Nintendo will not do because it's just not how they operate, right? Like you get this version Ar- of the Arce- game, which is mm-hmm. like Arceus, mm-hmm. Arceus. We don't know if it's. I think we've been down this road before. We don't know if it's a hard. They say Acreus. Acreus is a is a, is a destiny uh, gun, not Acreus. Okay. Arceus. <laughs> Arceus. Arceus or Arceus. Pokemon Legends: Colon Arceus. There we go. Sure. <laughs> you know, like there that you get Pokemon Snap, like Redux, which is just kind of a colored up version of the old game, mm-hmm. and then like, you get this like more bigger, ambitious game that like would have a photography. You know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. like that. That w- was like, hey, you're exploring in a big space. You know, maybe it couldn't have the same sort of like very detailed, uh, like setups and behaviors that 
you know, are present in a, a snap because it's like very curated and like concentrated environments. Right. But, you know, it would be interesting to have something like that where you could have interactions with the Pokemon I mean, listen, that goes beyond just capturing them and <laughs> turning them into your your, your combat friends. Yeah. It's, it's um, doing uh, Monster Hunter Rise has a photo has a photo option while you're out there in the field. <laughs> and you get some good photos of monsters. You want some some monsters to take photos of? Let me talk about Monster Hunter Rise. They interact I, with I, each other. I they saw, fight. They fight, I saw someone yeah. uh, do a full full collection of feet hmm. uh, for all hmm. the monster feet. All the monsters. Monster it was real a dedication to the cause. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> what Fa- were you going to say? Famicom Detective Club. Okay. Right. I played the first one of those. I beat the first one of those. Yeah, I played nice. all the played okay. all that one all the way through. So Famicom Detective Club, Famicom Tante Club, originally. Is an adventure game series that came out on the the Famicom on the. These are old NES. as hell. This is obscure. This is 1988 this is, and 1989. Look, hey, this, this is the yin and yang of Nintendo. No, it isn't. Is like, no, it isn't. If they're both what? the same, and I'm going to get there. No, 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 no. no. Wait. Okay. Unfortunately, no, no, no. I know well, what you're trying on. to say, but you're wrong. Okay. Are you you, you <laughs> what say you want to say? What you're about time. to say is yeah. Wow, what a wild swing that Nintendo took. They went back and resurrected this sure. old franchise. But that's the same thing they did with Pokemon Snap. We just know about it. I, you're right that it's a franchise that didn't cross over to the West. Right. Unfortunately, just like Pokemon <laughs> Snap, this series is still an old design model that has all the frustrations <laughs> it had at the time. And all they've done is really done a facelift on it. Right. I've bet they've done less Wait, design this, wise with this game. Isn't this literally than, just like a a, re, a a remake of an old? It's just game? a localization. Right. No, it's not. Yeah. A, it's not a localization. It's a new. It's a completely. It's a. It's a remake. It's a complete ground up remake of the of those games. Right. Those games were out on the. They're from 1988. They do not look as good as this looks. Okay, but I mean, like mechanically, same game. One hundred percent same game. Well, that's not true. I guess that's what I meant. One hundred percent the same game because, like, they did get rid of like a pixel hunt in the final act of. (laughs) Uh, But mechanically, it's like a menu-driven pixel hunt, so uh, (laughs) it kind of doesn't matter. I I I enjoyed my time with. So let me just set this up. Famicom Detective Club is a series of adventure games in the vein of something like Phoenix Wright. You are a young detective. In this case, you have amnesia in the first one of these, which is the missing heir. Um, you are uh, uh, brought in to work a case, a a uh, kind of local woman of great means who lives in a mansion, died under mysterious causes the, the night after her will was read to her family. You know, classic, mm. you know, mm. Agatha Christie type shit. Yeah. Um, and you're brought in to try to figure out what's going on. Also, you're dealing with your amnesia. Uh, everything in the game is presented in this really beautiful, like, you know, drama anime style. Everyone has these very uh, fun, accentuated features, but like still tied in into like a basically realism. Um, and and your job is to talk to people, uh, put piece together what happened by asking them questions about facts and figures you already have. Um, uh, and, and with your mind and also just with the game, get to a conclusion as you work your way through 10, 10 or 11 chapters of this, of this game. Um, uh, I, I, I compare it to Phoenix, right? Cause I suspect people have probably played that style of Japanese adventure sure. game. I think you're going to hear a lot of people call this game a visual novel. This isn't what a visual novel is. Just to like, just to like ride this hobby horse for a quick second. I think there's been a weird overreaction. I think five years ago, 
a lot of well-meaning people, including people like us, Patrick, were like, mm-hmm. visual novels are fucking video games. They're real video games. Stop treating visual novels like they're not video games. And now we use the word visual novel to describe many things that are not what Japanese developers would call visual novels. So we end up saying that something like uh, 13 Sentinels is a visual novel, whereas in Japan, that would be called an adventure game because you're walking around, which is like a strange. Yeah. But I mean, I, th- I think that's similar to the deconstruction of like a roguelike. Like it's just totally. like, w- once it goes, once it goes mainstream, uh, it, it, it then it, comes lost. to represent more things totally. than its original. But genre. this is, this is what, what traditionally would be called an adventure game. You're going from place to place. You have a, a menu box that has things like, that has options for you to, to choose from. Those options are, uh, you know, Look at look around the the environment. Look at a person. Um, uh, ask the person about a major character. Ask the person about a piece of evidence that you have. Now you don't have like an evidence list. You just have this button. You just have a menu that's like ask them about the cigarette box or whatever, right? Um, ask them about what happened the the autopsy. Um, uh, and you're going through this mystery case and are. Uh, there's twists and turns and additional deaths, and it's like a classic, you know, crime story, right? Um, and, and the story itself is really fun. And I think that the, the character art is exceptional, like seeing the characters move. Um, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of sequences where there's more animation than I thought there would be, where there's like cut ins and you know, not camera sweeps, but characters doing things that, that make them look good. Um, all that stuff is fantastic. I think like the foundation of that stuff is really good. Where I have an issue is just it's a it's a thirty year old game design at this point. Um, sure, it's over thirty years old. So, for instance, let's say you're asking, you're talking to a doctor about a situation, right? And you only let's say you only even have a few things to talk to him about, right? Your options are on the screen. Talk to him about the the family that had a death. Talk to him about the the woman who died. Talk to him about the will. And then like a, there's a generic thing you can always ask, which is like, what do you know? <laughs> Tell me what you know. Um, and put some pressure on you. And even that's kind of read differently depending on the situation that you choose it in. Um, and then on top of that, you can look around the room. You can try to call another character in. You can hit like call slash engage. Um, uh, you can uh, uh, try to remember something by hitting the remember button. Um, etc. There, this is a game in which you will exhaust all of the options on your menus, and like, okay, nothing's happening. What the fuck do I do to go to the next stage of this investigation? And the answer is almost always, oh, even though it didn't, it's not marked in any way. You have to re-ask him about the body. You have to re-ask him about the will. Maybe you have to do the look at him command. Why do you have to Ugh. do the look at him command? Presumably because something's changed about his appearance in such a way that that's going to lead your character to advance to the next thing. There are mm. moments in this game where I was like, and sometimes here's the, the other thing is like, there are times in the middle of this game, especially where you have three locations to go to at once and they're not, none of them will close off. Meaning it feels like there's something there for you. And sometimes there's not. Sometimes across all three of those, you're just looking for one menu interaction that will advance the plot one note. And then you'll move on to the next day of game and you'll have all new places to go to or whatever. And it's just a 30 year old game design. It's just to the degree that by the end of this game, I was looking at a machine translated FAQ walkthrough for the original game in mm. Japanese. <laughs> uh, and it was not exactly the same. There's differences. Uh, and I wasn't using it for everything, but I was like, what the fuck am I missing here? And, and there was a, there was a, there's literally a place towards the end of the game 
where you have to click on, you're looking for something in the ground and you have to look for it enough, like six or seven times and get a negative result, uh, like six or seven times before your character goes like, oh, damn, I guess I can't find anything here. And like, why the fuck would I continue clicking on nothing looking for something? You know what I mean? Like you're mm. literally doing a fake pixel hunt. You're looking for something on the ground, clicking on various parts of the screen, hoping to find something. And so it's just an old, old design in a way that's like, doesn't do the core story and characters any service, which is a shame because I really love, I think it's like a fun, you know, it's a boy detective story. It's like an Encyclopedia Brown or a Detective Conan. I mean, you're like a 17 year old, but you know, it's that style of like the, the hip young detective is, is showing everybody up because he's kind of a, a, a prodigy, you know, detective genius and is help is helping to, to put things right. And that's really fun. It's just, it's just not the design itself doesn't hold up to your to if you want to make your your point at this point, Patrick, I'm sorry I stepped over <laughs> it, but you see why I'm skeptical of giving this the good Nintendo that does weird things. I don't think it, no, I don't, think, I don't think it's good Nintendo as much as I just think it's it, like it's historically interesting. It is. Uh, it is historically interesting. I'm, it's does, wild. Does they, it situate? Does it situate that at all? Like, let's say no. See, I think that's a problem, right? Uh, so I guess at the very beginning of the first time you launched the game, it says. 1988, 1999, or something like that, because there was a, I think there was an SNES remake of this stuff, and that is it. It does not say, hey, these games came out in a different context. Right, because that that's the part that <laughs> Nintendo constantly, like, does not want Just to whiffs. engage in. It was like, this should have been, this could have been such an interesting, like, hey, We've chosen to go back into the past. We're dressing it up so that, you know, totally. you can, you know, like just better get into it in 2021 mm. um, with sort of like modern sensibilities. But also, like, let's talk, like, how do we go from this game to Breath of the Wild? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's just so much interesting about a company yes. that used to make games like this and doesn't anymore. What it said about the company at the time. And just not, just, just nothing. Like, yeah. not even a, um, like, I really wish Nintendo would start working with some of these external companies, you know, like was like digital clips yeah. and uh, to do and some other, of like, the archival and like to know yeah. to learn how to talk about their own history and frame their own work in that way. I right. I should say like I have fondness for this game despite all of what I just said mm. and like if that sort of if this sort of mystery thing it, also there will be English walkthroughs available today by the time you're hearing this. So like if you get stuck at 3 a.m., you'll be able to be like, oh, let me just go on GameFAQs real quick, you know, and and watch or, you know, click, click through a, a thing and, and see who, what stupid, you know, text option I need to choose to advance this thing. <laughs> um, God, there's a conversation with a monk where you have to click on a gravestone like four times with a different thing. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Um, because the core of it is good. And I wish that they had just done that. I wish they had taken right. the core, like, premise of this and the story and had built something a little more wiggly in terms of player agency like that mm -hmm. that's the actual core thing is this is a, a, a detective game where you're not really doing detective work you're kind of doing detective work but what you're mostly doing is trying to put find the right word key to put in the in the mystery lock <laughs> um, and that is limiting i i wish that there was a degree to which if you play contemporary like mystery games like this, often there is something like the Frogware Sherlock Holmes game. Sometimes there's a, a, a situation where you have like 
like a, a, not a word bubble. What is a, like a, a word cloud? There's a bunch of ideas. You can tie the ideas together. And those games also run into problems of like, you need to, you need to do A before B happens, even if you have the solution. But this was a game where I was like, I'm pretty sure this person is the villain. I'm in, I'm actually, you know, tied to this case in this way. Uh, here is the, here is the, the true, uh, hero of this story. Uh, about like four hours before I got to the end of the game. And there's like no way to work, to, to play on that knowledge. And you run into that with something like Phoenix Wright too, but it's just worse here because it feels like you can't progress until you find the right option. And there's so many options so often. Again, Phoenix Wright does also have that problem sometimes. I'm not saying it doesn't stumble into that, but most of the time it's clear enough. Or the processes of like presenting all of your evidence to a, a witness and being, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is not as like time consuming and frustrating as it is in, in Famicom Detective Club. Or at least, again, I only played Famicom Detective Club, The Missing Air. I did not play the follow up one, which is actually a prequel called The Girl Who Stands Behind. <laughs> Which is set up like a, it's like a horror thing. It's like a, it's like a, listen, Patch, don't make that face. It's like a <laughs> hey, kids in the school see a girl appear in the mirror, and then I saw the trailer. That's the one that like if I was gonna play one of them, yes, that, that was the one. That's that the one that you should play. I think my alley. <laughs> Except that I think that the design again, I haven't put enough time into it to to know if they fix any of this design stuff. My guess is they would. Also, from just looking around, that's the one that has, like, Let's Plays of it with fan patches and stuff huh. that makes huh. me think maybe there's, like, something there. Um, right. If I had done that first, I would have played that game first, you know? Uh, that's how it goes. Uh, anyway, that is that is that is Famicom Detective Club. I'm still fundamentally excited that they did this. In that way, it is that other that other type of Nintendo that does weird shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's cool. It's it's wild. They did it. It's wild. It, came it doesn't out make any English. sense. It's not tied to like a nope. uh, you know a celebrate uh, you know a celebration. <laughs> it's or not a an anniversary. It's not a. This one's not being removed from the eShop <laughs> arbitrarily in a couple months. <laughs> I like. I I'm so curious why this got remade. I'm so curious. Is there another Famicom Detective Club? Also, it's called Famicom Detective Club. They could have renamed it Nintendo Detective Club, and they sure. didn't. They kept nope. Famicom, and you can find a Famicom. There's a there's a if you're in a there's a storage closet that you go into at one point, and there's a little Famicom like box, and Dead. your character goes like, "Huh, I, like that seems like a it's weird that that's here, but that seems like a cool device you could spend you could spend a responsible amount of time with or something like that." Where it's like, yeah, okay, Nintendo, great, a responsible amount of time. A resp- it's very it's very like again a very Nintendo like thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, shout outs to to people who I'm sure there is a fandom out there who's been like, this is the this is the event of the year for them. Uh, and I hope that they like it because because if they know if you know what you're getting into and this is your type of game, it seems like a very good one of these. Uh, I also to all of my friends out there who are mad at me for playing all of this uh, instead of finally uh, getting into uh, Umineko or any of the other When They Cry series yeah, of, of actual uh, uh, <laughs> Dojin visual novels. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry, but <laughs> this is a new release and I'm cursed to be on a podcast about video games. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Is there anything else we got going on today? Any other? Uh, uh, any other I should look back around I to... Guess, yeah. Oh, God. Yo, you Returnal. go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna throw to you to Returnal, which is yeah. out today. I'm downloading it currently. Uh, yeah, I will be very curious to see what you think of it. I have significantly 
cooled on it um from you know i think i caveated some of my like thoughts yeah. on it when i first uh, discussed it and they like you know i thought the shooting is really good it looks gorgeous it's, it's exceptionally fun to play i don't know that it, like the roguelike stuff really i don't know that it can't not work but this really having watched hades go through a public cycle in which they release mm. a, you know a chunk of it into the world and then said Hey, like, let us know what you think. We haven't done one of these before. Like, let's build the rest together. You know, I think there is an argument for you look at Dead Cells. Like, there's a reason Rogue Legacy 2, there's a reason a lot of roguelikes end up engaging in an early access sort of program. Because figuring out where to turn the dials on how to make a run continually interesting in a game in which repetition and runs are fundamental to the experience because they you are dialing down things like story and other sort of uh like a, nat- a more natural uh like designer led progression arc those things are 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 removed or are are played down what i found playing returnal is that i just found often subsequent runs got really boring and really long really fast and that this game does not have a lot of chance or randomness to its runs. It is really mm-hmm. interested in the skill arc. It is really interested in tying you to understanding fundamentally how the combat works, how the enemy design works, really internalizing that, and then giving you new things to do as you progress through that arc, both in terms of like the broader arc of you understanding all the systems and interactions of this game, and then in like the run specific arc of like filling a meter so that that like that uh, increases the pool of the like the level of guns that will come out. There will never be a scenario playing Returnal, and I miss this. It's something I like in roguelikes. I think this game could use more things in this direction of like you've entered in, you go to the first room, and it's just like boom, like you have like a really weird overpowered weapon, and you're just gonna start uh like playing the game like just like demolishing the first area or or even a scenario where you encounter something that fundamentally changes how you're going to play because it's unexpected and strange and is not how you typically play but now you're going to roll with it neither of those things seem to exist in returnal and what you end up with is a pretty flat fairly streamlined experience um on a run-to-run basis that unless you are making meaningful progress forward, where you are like getting to a next a next area, a next boss, a next uh, environment, when you're going through that older stuff, there's just not a lot that's changing. There's not a lot that's different. And it thus makes those runs just like not particularly engaging to mess around with. And so that's where I've kind of ended up with the games. Like I'm super curious to see how they respond to like a you know a mass influx of thousands of players that suddenly start banging their head against the game um does that mean that they'll be the like i don't think they would have to change too much of this game to really entice me to keep going with it and i still might keep going with it regardless but it is just really hard like last like last night i gave it like another you know hour and a half um and had a really good run didn't make it that much further than I made it before. That was 90 minutes of my time. It was like, whoop, back to the front. Um, and I just didn't, I, it was really hard to get the energy to want to do that sprint again. Mm. And part of what gets you the energy to do that sprint again in in different, different roguelikes have different motivations, right? In Hades, you know, there's, there's the story stuff. They use that as a significant hook to, even for a failed run or a run that is just, 
hey, I'm going to go get some collectibles because that's informing like the meta mm-hmm. that I'm feeding into for my character. Those things just don't exist at all in Returnal. You have things that progress across runs. You know, you have this ether, a rare item that can uncurse certain chests. But you know what I found? You don't really need to mess with that shit. Like you will find decent enough yeah. stuff on a run that you don't actually don't need to worry that much about these uh, like using like this random chest and this this uh, this rare item. And so I, I don't know. I guess like my meta critique of the game is that it doesn't make it doesn't justify the loop, and it really feels like it's a game that wants you to progress, but it's gating that behind like the loop. And I just am not finding the loop. It's and I like I, in the loop. I'm enjoying myself. The shooting is fun. The sure. moving is fun. Mm-hmm. But it like it is the actual construction of the loop. Things just don't change enough. Um, like these like parasites that are like risk rewards of you know uh, like your health items do better, but you know you're gonna get hurt every time you use a special key. Yeah. They're just not interesting enough. Like the the risk is not funny or interesting or dynamic enough. The rewards are not funny, interesting or dynamic enough, and. I I just I need more of that. I need it to like stretch in different directions to make the individual runs seem like well shit. This is I guess this is what this is run has turned into, and that just never exists. Like I, every single run I'm having in Returnal is more or less the same as the last one. I, I I was hoping that as I played longer, I would get access to more weapons, and there are. I see the slots. I see mm. like seven other weapons I can get. I can't get those till I make it to the end of the second or get to the third area. Those just are not going to show up randomly um, in this run where the game's like, all right, like, you know what? Here's like a weird other weapon. Like this will at least make this a little bit different. That just doesn't happen. And so that's kind of where I sit at with the game Um, on a like broader level. What also makes it frustrating to interact with is that there's no way to pause or run without going into uh, rest mode. Now, that is mm. not unique to Returnal. Like, it, it is it is often the case that roguelikes want you to engage in the run, and, like, there's not a save. You can't save. Like, you just got to end the run or go back. The problem is Returnal runs can frequently go for two hours plus. That is a really a long, long amount of time to invest of where of you, you may yeah. want to, like, yeah. go away, do something else. I cannot, for example, get halfway through a run in Returnal and then realize... My kids are asleep. I've got like half an hour. I'm just going to go do a side quest in Nier. Like, no, I need to go abandon that run in Returnal or uh, finish it out because I can't. There is no quick access menu in uh, PlayStation the way there is in Xbox. It cannot sustain multiple games in a save state. You load a game. That is the game. When you go to the next Mm -hmm. game, it loads the next game. And Returnal does not account for this. Um like in its in its you know uh, on a on a game level to try and account for this to give you like hey we'll just you know pause this run you've got going you can come back later if you want to go play something else and you compound that with I don't know that it's an uh, an epidemic but I know enough people and those people know enough people I know people that just don't use the rest mode in their PS5 because it yeah. causes crashes it sure. causes issues you know uh, and so if you then you've introduced a scenario where the game is saying the only way that you can pause this run is to go into a rest mode and I know people that are like well I just always power down the PS5 because it causes crashes and other issues with their their machine or even just like I don't want to leave a thing using as little low power electricity when we're all stuck at home using more electricity than normal anyways sure Sure. right yeah it's like I'm not using it so I'm going to turn it off is like a like a a pretty normal thing thing to do um 
So all yeah, all that leads me to feeling a little more uh, mixed on it, and and really like more disappointed than anything else because the core of it is tr- tremendous, um, right? And and I really like it. I just want I just want more motivation to keep playing um, on an individual run. I'm like so this, then, curious how they adjust. Yeah, yeah, because this again like gets to kind of the core argument of just like I'm at like ten hours in, I have the feeling of like you know what I would like. I would just like checkpoint. I would just like to keep playing. Like yeah. I, I would just like the game to like kick me back, and like I would like to just keep going forward. Um, and that stinks because I think there is that shouldn't. I think once I start feeling that response, and someone that plays roguelikes likes roguelikes has beaten Spelunky. I like. I feel like I have like yeah, you know well, you, the cred the cred to be like the, I'm just not bouncing off mm-hmm. the design, at, you know, as it stands. I just feel like when I'm feeling that when I'm reaching that point in a game like this. I, I think that's saying something about its fundamental uh, design um, and where it's where it's lackluster in regards to its roguelike structure. But totally. I think it's not surprising that you are running into those with a studio for the first time building that. It is it is not like it is very hard to nail that on on the first go. So I do actually hope even if this game didn't have a because I think big you know big companies like Sony have a problem. They don't like. I, I, I've been hoping they'll start taking the bandaid off and just like, just do an early access game. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like they're, I mean, they're doing like grounded, you know, there, there, there are, there are instances of these big publishers doing it. And so maybe Returnal will kind of have that, right? Like they, it will essentially like get proper support from Sony for them to invest in the no man's sky arc. I don't, it doesn't need that much. I actually don't think this game needs less than that. Yeah. Yes. I don't think it needs fundamental rethinking. I think it needs like important tweaks. Like I, you know, uh, even if it's as simple as uh, it is such a blessing to start a run where the warp zone to get to the next area is like the room over. And occasionally that happens where like you get in and then literally the next room is like, hey, you just want to leave? Go to the next area? It's like, yes, I do. Because there are drops over there that will level me up immediately uh, and then allow me to just like start engaging with that second area immediately. Like at the point that I'm doing that, A, just like let me just warp to the, second, to the second area, area at that or, point. Yeah. Or just yeah. guarantee that every time you start a run, it will just be there. Like it should just be there. Like you often you go into another area and it's like three doors. Just always guarantee that like once you've been to that second area, th- that is going to – you'll give me the option to scour the whole first world. But let me just go to the second uh-huh. area immediately uh, if I want to. And like related to that is uh, – I have an issue where when I jump to the second area, yes, you do get an item that includes, uh, increases your like weapon proficiency, which influences the drops you get to like, let's say level five. That appears to be usually what it ends up at. Well, the problem is I'm in there with a level zero weapon, which makes the first encounter really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to survive that first encounter to get to a chest. There's always a chest in, in that first area. I've always found one, but I've frequently like made it to the second area, get in there, lose at that first fight. Cause I, like my pea shooter, like the DPS is very low. Um, and that's frustrating, which that's easily solvable is if just when I get to that second area, the weapon upgrade is there and there's a chest to guarantee that I have a weapon that is level appropriate immediately so that I can continue forward. And that just seems like the kind of thing that will, there will be a patch in two weeks. It's like, Hey, weapon chest always spawns in world two to give you a level five weapon for the first encounter so that you are, you know, appropriately specced. And so that stuff is what comes out of like mass testing. And I just hope this game gets a chance to do that because even for myself who enjoys these games, I've, I've found myself, 
like deeply frustrated. It's like I want to give more to it, and I, I I'm I'm coming up short. So yeah, um, but I think people are gonna. I think people. Are, I think it's still gonna like really vibe for a lot of people, and they'll get over that hump. Uh, I think the game like is excellent in in a lot of ways, and so I just hope right, it gets I, that quality of life stuff. I I'm very curious the ways in which we we've talked about how needing to play something for coverage or review changes your relationship with it a lot. But we also, we haven't talked about this lately, but like, I'm curious to see how this vibes with streaming culture, right? Like is, is this, is the repetitive nature of it going to open up uh, or going to find a huge audience the same way that a lot of other roguelikes do? No, I, no, you don't think there's not a chance as yeah. it is currently constructed there. Like the part of what makes games like binding of Isaac or Spelunky mm-hmm. succeed as streaming games is because you will load up a run and you just, I mean, you know what's going to happen, but you don't actually know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. And Returnal has none of that. And and I think See, that is, that's what, that's why when you say that, like, that's what makes me feel like it's more, it needs more than big, than a few little tweaks that like figuring out that balance on like new shit happening is hard. But I think even if they don't want to be that game in which mm-hmm. they are, they are adopting. I L- right, I, what I'm saying right, is I, I think right. they can adopt the structure of a roguelike put in quality of life improvements that just make the progression arc like more shorter interesting. and better, um, right? Or, shorter or and shorter better and, and better and more consistent, right. better, better pace, easier, right. to, easier to engage with, you know, like things like dropping a weapon chest in the second area, guaranteeing the warp is a bit like, those are things that just allow me to get to the stuff I want to get to, which is like the mid midway, midway section of the second world that I am just currently <laughs> stuck at. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets me there faster. Yes. Like to actually, really do the structural changes that like are are like like really stretching out the randomness if that's the direction they want it to go into with that game yeah that requires a lot of design work big expansions like mm-hmm. th- like like doesn't fundamentally rethink the game but is not something that is going to be rolled out you know in in a couple of weeks um uh unless they've just right. been sitting sitting on things so which would be um, I'd a be weird thing to sit on. I guess, I guess there's a wor- world in which they're like, they have some questions about their own difficulty curve or progression curve and right. like have solutions and planned or, or whatever and like are ready to execute on developing those or, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I am curious. I'm, I, it, it's, it's such a weird thing that so much is resting. So much feels like it rests on the shoulders of this game for Sony because it's such, it's such a big early PS5 game that, right. that like, in some ways, this could never have been the game they experiment with early access on because it has to serve this bigger role as being an early it has to PS5 be a exclusive. Release. It can't, yeah. it can't yeah, just exactly. be like yeah. a very pretty like. In that way, again, it is. It does remind me of No Man's Sky in terms sure. of like, hey, we've we've pushed this. They pushed No Man's Sky. I feel like the, the hype around No Man's Sky was much, 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 much higher. Oh yeah, and the yeah, disappointment yeah. was much, 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 much higher as well. <laughs> Um, so, so obviously based on just what reviews look like, I will well, say yeah, that no, no man's sky felt like a betrayal right. in, in some, in some yeah. ways, like, like you were misguided. It, it returnal doesn't feel that way. I just like, <laughs> like it, it is what it is. Like it, I, the trailers, you know, like sell the game that it is. I just feel like it falls short on, or could be doing better than like what it, what it currently has. And I just don't know. That's not, that's not, those aren't the games that Sony makes. Like Sony releases a game. Yes. There are some patches or updates, but you know, they kind of they move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And Returnal could go from being like a game with a really interesting foundation into something special, but it would it needs work to get there. Yeah. And I'm it's unclear to me whether it will have like the path to to do that, right? Like I don't I don't know that there's nothing that indicates to me right now that like 
I'm going to look over on Twitter and House Mark's going to like tweet out like, and here's our plan for the next year. Like, this is how we plan to like talk. And maybe that happens after the game's out. They have a better right. sense of what players bounce. I don't know. But my inclination is to think, you know, it gets an expansion at some point and some patches, but that uh-huh. otherwise it is what it is. Um, and I think that would be unfortunate because I think it could be a lot better. So I'm, I'm probably going to put a pause on it because I do want to see how they, what like the first round of balance changes are because I think it really would all... They don't have to do big stuff to make me enjoy the game a lot right, more really right. quickly. And like, especially given I'm trying to finish near in the middle of, of you know, uh-huh. playing a, another, oh, playing another game. Uh, what was that? Uh, How's the, uh, woo? Uh, woo. yeah, no, it's, yeah, I don't, what, hmm. Huh. Weird. My kids are home. Um, you know, I get, a lot of stuff's coming out. And so, is it chilly like, there? Is intent- it chilly there in Chicago? Still snowing uh, you know, a little bit. Yeah, yesterday it was a little chilly. It got down to you know like fifty two. It was a little cloudy. I had to put on a. It was not sandal season yesterday. <laughs> oh, fuck, Chicago. damn. But um, so I'll be curious. Yeah, uh, you. I I'm so yeah. curious to think what you think I'm, as well. To I'm revisit very it on Monday. So um, think of it. Yeah, totally. I'm excited to begin. So yeah. you know, I'll play a bunch this weekend probably. Uh, uh, I have two things I want to uh, shout out very quickly. I don't have a yes. lot to say about either of them. Um, which is not a commentary on them, but Rain on Your Parade, which is a game that's on a bunch of platforms. But I had seen folks like Gary Witta on Twitter saying it was a game their kid really responded to. Gary's kid is much older than mine, but I've I've been trying to find, I don't care that much if my kid does or doesn't play video games, but at times I tire with the games she does want to play with me, like the Princess mm. Castle or whatever. And it's like, whoa, I, I'm now at the stage of like, just play a f- we can play a fucking video game together it'd be like way more interesting than like the thing you want we, we want to do that we do every single day but it's just i haven't found many entries into that unless it's just like her watching me like jump around for a little bit and so uh rain in your parade is a very basic uh game it's on game pass as well but we i got it on switch um because that's the the machine that's hooked up to the tv that she uses um you're a little cloud and you you ruin people's day by raining on them. Um, it's a very basic looking game. Um, You're not the first person who's told that to me, Patrick. What? That I'm a little cloud who rains on people's <laughs> days. Oh, no. I'm just making uh-huh. MCU fans mad uh-huh. left and right. God, um, I was even thinking about that, but yes. <laughs> uh, and it has like a very... And I, I, I definitely do not mean this as a pejorative, but like very like student game kind of quality. Like it feels a little rickety in the aesthetic in a way that's very in, endearing. Like you just have kind of like these basic polygonal figures. It's a, it, it almost feels like an amateur hour um, Yoshi's. Uh, what was the cardboard one that they put out? Um, Wooly World? Uh, no, that's, w- that's Wooly's the Wooly one. Yeah. Yoshi's. What? But whatever that one was, crafted, you can look it up. Crafted, crafted world. world. That's, yeah, it yeah. feels like an it feels like a, it has like a uh, like an amateur hour like uh, Yoshi's Crafted World vibe in a way that I really enjoy. Um, and it's like basic objectives. Like the first level is your uh, it's a wedding. Like rain on these motherfuckers, and uh, like uh, the subject objectives are like rain on all of the chairs. And so I played with my daughters the first time, not first time, but she like was sitting and playing and like, you know, manipulating the analog stick and pressing a button on her own. And, um, some of the levels got a little too hard or it was like this son was chasing her around and stealing her water. And she's like, basically in, in four-year-old speak was like, this sucks and is too hard. And like, I looked in the options to see if there's a way to just like let her play the level and you couldn't. And so I was like, occasionally I would take the controller, get to a level where it was like more playful. Like there was one at a school where it's just, a bunch of inter- systemic interactions, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just rain on different things, 
different things happen. So anyway, it's very cute. Um, I enjoyed our time with it. She expressed an interest in going uh, back to it to, to play it uh, again. But that's just a just a cute little game that I enjoyed. And especially if you have Game Pass, um, that's a it's cool that you can just jump on there and and check it out. Um, and then the other game is yeah, uh, Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. A game I got uh. a lot of email. I got a <laughs> lot of emails about. Um, and by, by, and by emails, I don't mean like readers writing in, I just mean like getting a lot of PR emails Uh and there is a certain kind of, look, PR people got to do their job, but sometimes a game reaches a certain email threshold that, um, can feel a little desperate. And it's like, that's, then I just start auto archiving, like just disengage, disengage, disengage. Um, I got a few too many, uh, on that one. And so, uh, I just didn't take a look at it. And I saw Jason Schreier tweeting that he was really enjoying, uh, his time with it, and I was like, "All right, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back in, find one of these 14 emails, um, and uh, and ask for a code." And this game is really cute and funny. It has incredible writing. Uh, the it has a distinct Game Boy Advance like 2D look. Like I, f- I feel like I'm just playing like a a big like a big ass uh, Game Boy Advance game. Game Boy Advance games had like a very kind of like a I don't know how to describe the pixel art of the Game Boy Advance. You know, it's but if you if you played a GBA game, like it, it definitely like evokes that vibe, and it's kind of like an adventure puzzle game. You are a turnip that like didn't pay your taxes, and like the quote unquote IRS is is coming after you. You live in like a plant village. It's like a whole goofy sort of a setup. But like what you're ultimately doing is like talking to a bunch of different people, finding objects for them, and solving puzzles. And it's just. The writing is really funny and weird. The art is uh, gorgeous, and it's just a fun world to uh, run around in. So um, I've only played like an hour or so, but I've I've enjoyed my my time with it uh, so far, avoiding the the IRS and this turnip world. So Fantastic. turnip boy commits tax evasion. Great title too. <laughs> That's a good Returnal, title. Returnal bad title. Turnip boy commits tax evasion. Good title. Um, Returnal, pro- Returnal boy. Commits Returnal tax boy evasion. commits tax evasion uh-huh. while it rains on your parade. Um. All right. Well, I that's think a, that we that's should... a that's a light novel. Yeah, that is a light <laughs> novel. Yes, yes. Um, we'll take a quick a quick dip in the question bucket if that if that works for you. Is y'all. this a question? But do we even have a question bucket anymore? I just feel we have like food commentary. Uh, you know what? Point. None of the ones I marked are food ones today. Huh. All right. Believe it or not, I have one marked. I actually have one marked for when Rob is back. Because it uh, it feels like I need Rob's food expertise on it mm-hmm. because it includes an assignment uh, from a food studies program. Okay. Uh, uh, so I feel like that's a Rob Zachney joint for sure. Um, but this one, this you can send your questions in gaming at vice.com. Also, someone wrote in to be like, why is it gaming at vice.com but vice.com slash games? And there's an answer to that. You know, t- history. You got to pay attention to history. I don't even we know used to be Vice to Gaming, one. and then right. we at one point became Vice Games. Right. And that's why those URLs, that's why there's not oh. a match. But when the podcast started, Waypoint didn't exist yet. The name Waypoint was not public. Correct. And so we were Vice We were Vice Gaming. We used to be Vice.com slash gaming. Vice Gaming's new podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then when they buried Waypoint, we did not want to go back to being Vice Gaming. Also, gaming is... In, in, like, you end up getting business emails if you're gaming about 
about gambling because gaming is an industry term that mm. means gambling. And so you'll end up on a bunch of weird things, which, which still happened, did happen to me when I first got my, my <laughs> vice account. I had to tell a bunch of people that's not what I do. Um, uh, but yeah, it was like, let's just be games now. That way it's a third thing instead of just going back to the first thing. Anyway, we're waypoint again. So don't even worry about <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> love to be. Love to be a uh, big business. Um, <laughs> part of a big business, I guess. This one comes in to uh, from from Kevin uh, in ATX. The recent discussion about gaming in strange places reminds me of my sophomore year in high school where Pokemon Heart Gold slash Soul Silver came out. These games had little Pokeball step trackers that mm-hmm. you could put one Pokemon in and walk around with them to level up. Kato, was that like um, I've done this? Yeah, I've lost that many times. Okay. <laughs> Kevin it. continues. I was on uh, our our school cross country team, and half the team had this game and these things. Often, half of practice was spent discussing, training, or battling Pokemon, and the other half running with our Pokemon. We always brought our best Pokemon to to meets, uh, even even though our coaches hated hated it. I did this until a very sad, unfortunate event in a porta potty at at, at no way mm-hmm. meet. That's mm-hmm. a shame. That's a rough way to lose a Pokemon. <laughs> But that's a fun. I love that. I love that. Like this whole cross country team was like running with their Pokemon. Yeah. That's that's very fun. I'm I, a fan of that. I've lost. I lost many of those things when when that that game was new. Just I don't know how they made the like slipperiest thing. Like it, I would put it in my pocket to try to not lose it, and that shit would somehow f- fall out while I was running around or whatever. <sighs> God, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, thank you as always for sending in your playing games in weird places. Uh, this one comes in, uh, uh, from someone that's unsigned, uh, with the recent release of Ball and Wonder, Wonder World, and to a lesser extent, ukulele before it. I feel very dissonant from the general consensus of the gaming community. I don't think I've seen a single person other than myself enjoying the game, and most seem to think it's awful for reasons I honestly can't fathom. I'm just shy of halfway through, and I'm having a complete blast with it. While I can understand it might not be everyone's cup of tea, I can't for the life of me figure out what people find so offensive about it. My question, have you ever had a similar situation where you felt like they released a game that's only for you? What's a game that you think is fantastic despite critical reception being extremely negative? Mm. I will say, uh, sidebar, I do think there was like a bullying aspect to Balan World at a certain point in which it became... It's it's uh, video game's main character of the day. In the same way that Twitter gets a main character. Yeah, well, and it became a meme. It became like, oh, this game is bad. Let's make fun of it that it's bad. And it's cool and trendy to make fun of it that it's bad. Now I should say I think it's bad. Um, like I'm not arguing <laughs> you that it's played good, it and you're yeah I played the demo played it and it was yeah. like felt gr- like legitimately gross to hit the jump button. It didn't do anything for me. And look, I'm, oh, I'm you out need here to hit the button, not just the jump button. The button. The button. The that, button. And like yeah. I'm I'm mm-hmm. out here advocating you know that you introduce your family to the glory of the Christmas night soundtrack. Right. Uh, and a holiday in your youth. So like, um, you know, I'm out here, you know, I love Yuji Naka. Yuji Naka. But, yeah. um, he hasn't had it in, in a while. And I think a blonde Wonderworld, you know, is, is you know, underscores that. But I do think it became, uh, it became a punching bag. Um, so I, it doesn't shock me that I, I don't know that there'll be like a there is full-on a, there critical is. like re, reassessment of Blonde. Uh, there already think, is. It's happening. I've seen mm. it. I've seen it. I've seen, yeah. I have friends who are our are, are Wonderworld aficionados who are out here waving the Yuji Naka flag as, as, as loud and proud as they can. Um, What's the egg game that he made for the GameCube? Do you remember that one? No, I don't. Oh, come on. He, you rolled a big egg. Uh, Katamari. Naka egg no. game. 
Billy, oh, Billy and the Hatcher giant and the egg. giant egg. Yeah, yep. sure. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd always thought that was an. I'd always, as a kid, thought that was a adaptation from some like a cartoon that I didn't know. And I just don't think it is. I think it's just uh, just a game about a kid with an egg. Billy Hatcher, you know, it is. Yep. Um, dressed up like a chicken. It's weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, I I think this is I. It's I also think part of it is there aren't a lot of people who who like. This is already a subgenre of character platformer that was the costume-based character platformer is 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 <laughs> well and the the Sonic Adventure style you know what I mean like yeah. the non Mario character plot the non Mario or non Jack and Daxter Sly Cooper uh what's the third one Ratchet and Clank mm-hmm. like Crash Bandicoot the non Sony and non Mario. 3D character action platformer, the Sega style 3D character action platformer. Well, that's Sonic, I feel though. like it's Sonic. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean Yuji Naka's been chasing that ever since. Like, I mean, like the the totally. giant egg game is also like chasing after that to a certain degree. Like, that's just the game he's tried to. And remake. there are people for for whom it really clicks, really, really, really clicks. And I think a lot of people just don't like that type of game, and especially now it's on such a downturn that like you're not going to find the the loud advocates for it mm-hmm. because there just aren't that many people who play the genre writ large at this point, let alone this particular instance that has some uh, design decisions that can feel um, inscrutable and strange. <laughs> the like the fact that that jump is not a thing that y- any character can do, but you have to put on the right costume. But then also there's like costumes that all they do is jump. And then there's costumes that like do jump plus a bunch of, I've now watched a bunch of gameplay footage out of, morbid curiosity um and and that game is not for me i don't like i don't like good platformers this is the thing (laughs) imagine me looking onto this and being like mario who i don't give a fuck about that dude either uh what was that that survey that was going around this week i do not care care for mario (laughs) that's me uh so so in some ways i'm rooting for balan wonder world i want those games to succeed uh my my answer for this is also no man's sky at launch I'm yeah. the person who like really enjoyed No Man's Sky at launch, uh, and <laughs> mostly, I'm I'm really happy they they built a game for the audience that stuck with that game, right? And built features that 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 audience wants. That stopped being the game that I fell in love with about three big updates in or something, where it's become about crafting a base and communities. And for me, it was a game about like flying around beautiful planets and listening to Frank Ocean and being sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and like <laughs> it's gotten further away from that and closer to Minecraft uh, in the preceding years. And that's fine. And like I, I shout out to that thing. But go back and read how I was writing about that game when that game launched. Yeah, I was a convert. I, that game did that game did it for me in a way that that. it couldn't possibly do it for a wide audience because it's just like not I was no, like coming yeah. at it. Being like, yeah, this reminds me of the walking simulators of Connor Sherlock. Like, that's not what a marquee Sony (laughs) exclusive needs to do to succeed at the level in the way that they want. But I think it was a far more me game. Um, And you just I I, I don't know. I I think taste is so hard and weird. I was just I talked about this a lot this week um, that like. It's something that's shaped over decades of time, uh, especially if you're if you're as old as 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 you know we are on the podcast, where you it's it's 
I'm past, not past the point at which it's changing. My taste will continue to change and develop as I, as I grow older, but I'm past the point at which um, I can flip a switch and suddenly start to like a new thing. I have to put in lots of work to learn the contours of a new genre space or, or to come to understand what, to, how to adjust my palette to appreciate something that I haven't liked before. Um, and, and, and often that time feels better spent looking at the things I do like and be like, why does this scratch an itch for me? Mm-hmm. Why is it that I like this more than this? Why is it that I like the absolute shitheads of Nier Automata? More than the absolute sweethearts of near replicant. What's happening there in my mind? Why do certain type of fiction speak to me? Why does certain sort of gameplay speak to me? Um, and, and, and that ends up being more productive for me. So like, I, I, I say this as a, as a fan of things that a fan of things and frankly, a creator of things that often do not get mainstream support and success. Um, Make the thing that you want to make, play the thing you want to play, and and engage with with people and work that that like scratches that itch, and try not to get too heated or too upset, frustrated with yours being a marginal position in terms of taste. Um, that often that often echoes other types of you know marginalism that 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 you're that you're part of, or, or comes from a place of not having. Uh, the the same kind of mass appeal, mainstream uh, access to that to that work to begin with to build that that certain sort of taste, um and and yeah I'm I'm at the point now where it's like I don't I don't tweet about the MCU mostly because I'm not going to convince anybody about my feelings <laughs> about the MCU. What I'm going to do with my time is read about films that seem interesting to me, watch those movies, you know, think about that stuff. Uh, in, instead of getting heated when people share a line that I think is poorly written. Uh, and like, it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's, I think it's, it's done me well, uh, over the last few years to just kind of do me, if that makes sense. Either of you have like a a game that's like classically lambasted, but you like it a lot. I've been been looking, I'm, I was trying to find something. I feel like it's way more common when I was younger and, you know, is the games in front of you? I 100% fall in line with the the the. No, I'm played the most No Man's Sky at launch. I easily right. put 60 hours into that game at launch yeah. and really enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, I think I don't know. I think mostly the other things are just like it's not like lambasted, but just ignored. You know, small things yeah. that like no one small talked things. about. Yeah. Um, like one of the first reviews I wrote, wrote for the like. Uh, for Waypoint was for Nowhere Profit, a game that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed, the deck-like rogue builder. Uh, you, you should go try Nowhere Profit if you haven't yet, and <laughs> it's like deck 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 building roguelikes. Um, it's a good one of those. But nobody fucking nobody knows this game exists. Basically, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of that for yeah. sure, for sure. The other thing is we're in lucky positions. Uh, Patrick, here's a game that you liked that no one liked at the time. Dragon's Dogma. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but Final Fantasy VIII was going to be my, my answer. That's like, mm, sure. Uh, but I bet that, that game that, reviewed well. It's just that it had... Uh, it just... Did, Final Fantasy games are weird. Yeah. Because, but Final Fantasy IX like, being like a direct response to like, oh, yeah, shit, yes, like, Final yes. Fantasy VIII did not go well. No, what we need to do is remake a SNES game. Um, <laughs> I And I ended up... Huh. 
like disliking Final Fantasy IX because it felt like a rejection of the fact that I liked eight. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, actually, we oh we gotta fuck that one up, guys. We better better do one of those old nostalgia games so we can just make you forget eight existed. When actually, I know people really like nine, and it taken nine on its own merits. Nine's just nine's just fine. But uh, I I took that as an, a like a. Uh, like there was something wrong with me because I liked yep. eight so so much. Um, but Dragon's Dog was definitely like when I at the point that I was in my arc of time at Giant Bomb, where I was specifically carving out my direction of like, oh, I'm going to play the games the audience is asking for that I don't think anyone else at the site is going to play. And like that'll be kind of like the thing I I do. And like Dragon's Dog ended up being that. Like we're like it started as just no one else wanted to play it. Yeah. Other than to come over to my desk and hear the menu music, um, uh, like blasting out of my fair, uh, yeah, my TV, uh-huh. um, and then it was a game that like I went on to like really like and champion and push, and I I know I think you have mentioned was like one of the reasons that you like were first paying attention yeah, to, to totally. that game, totally. Um, and that's and yeah, like, like that, one of those that game has come like, around where now people. Well, we've are, been are, we and and uh, a few other really loud defenders of that game, including Dia, who's doing a great LP of it on on uh, her her YouTube channel right now. Um, you know, there is uh, we've we've pushed the 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 we've pushed people to try it. Is the thing that's <laughs> happened, right? We've said, please try this game, and people have tried it in an audience. And this is the thing with Battle and Wonderworld is I think there there probably is an audience for that game out there who just like has only heard it sh- been shit talked or not heard of it at all. And if they get to it, they'll be like, this actually speaks to me. It's out there. Ujinaka's <laughs> chosen are are gonna find that game one day. <laughs> And yell at all of us for shit talking it for so long. So, how? Uh, I feel like I played uh, ten before I was aware of critical response. How did ten uh, like do when it first came out? Ten was huge. Okay. Like, that, oh that, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a that was a it was a moment. That I mean, was that was the first P, you know PS two one. So um, uh, it was weird because I felt like amongst like the people that like I knew personally. Nobody talked about ten at all for some reason, uh, and then I like really enjoyed it. But I I was like not aware of like the criti- like the critical sphere outside of yeah. just I mean my, my you know group of friends. I think it's more school. like the the like more interesting with the with ten is actually ten two right. Um, which is that that is a, that is a case of uh like popular fan rejection, and then actually like fairly quickly like that game had its champions, and I think the the tune on it turned pretty fast. But that was like yeah. a bunch of you know, d- dudes who loved their JRPGs rejecting a like a trio of women at the. And it was also like a sequel. Like it picked right. up the story. Right. Yep. I I I I played a couple hours of that game. Left my memory card at home. Uh, I was in college at the time, and my uh, I asked my mom to mail it to me because I was not going to be home for like a month or something. And when the uh, she only put it in like a regular like letter holder, uh, and when it showed up, there was a hole in it, and the memory oh. card was gone. And so I never oh. played past like the first four hours. Oh, but like I, brutal. that's a game. That's a game that like every year that goes by, I've thought like it'd be cool to go back and play that because yeah. like the dress system in the game seemed re- like you could be a fucking pop idol and like, yeah, that was cool. what that game was. It was very yeah. experimental. Um, but that's a game that I've I've kind of hoped they would go back and. Like do something, do a, a ten with. and ten two. Well, because they they re-released ten, but I don't think they've re-released ten two. I, I think, think they, they have. That, no, I think that's I true. I, I think that's I true. Kado, uh, for your specific answer, Square expected the game per Wikipedia to sell at least two million copies worldwide. 
uh, owing to the reduced PlayStation 2 fan base, making it smaller than the last three re- release titles. However, within four days of its release in Japan, the game had sold over 1.4 million copies in pre-orders, which set a record for fastest-selling console RPG. These figures exceeded the performance of Final Fantasy VII and IX in a comparable period, and ten became the you first... Hear that? PS- Say, well, can you repeat that again? The figures exceeded the performances of Final Fantasy VII and IX. Oh, interesting. Oh. It's left out eight. Oh. Because of, <laughs> or are you saying that eight did better? We, no, I don't I know. I, I really doubt that's true. Yeah, you think yeah. the eight just gets left out here because it didn't do, it didn't compete. Uh, it wasn't at the race. Final Fantasy right. Ten became the first PS2 game to reach two million and four million copies sold. So, Damn, you know, right. uh, as of October two thousand seven, the game was listed as the eighth best-selling game for the PS2. That was also the time yeah. where, like, I didn't have a PS2, so like, this I did not play that game when yeah. it came out. Yeah. I caught it like at the tail end of PS2 time, and it's mm-hmm. just like my friend lent it to me. Uh, you know, just like yeah, this one's this one's all right. <laughs> so like that's that's how I came into. Oh, I love the combat in that game. game was so was so fun at the yeah. time. Being able to switch between all the the characters in in real time was a it was a, not just novel. I like, felt like revelatory for like the glacial pace at which like a lot of JRPG combat worked up until until playing that one. Plus, there's like the first, like, I think that is like probably amongst like a lot of the ending of that game is where like a lot of people felt emotions playing a video game for the, <laughs> for the first time. Uh, uh, it didn't hit me that hard because I was just like a, a young, dumb kid, but I like have since heard, it's like, yeah, one of the first games that made me cry was Final Fantasy X. Like, the end of that, <laughs> the, end, I've, the ending of that, I've been able to cry now. Now, right. now, now I've like, my heart now has opened yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in, in a way that like uh, it could probably hit me harder because the ending of that game is, is, really sad um and, and powerful yeah um the uh the actual answer for me would probably the thing that i realized now is like we'd have to go before the the polygonal era we have to go back before the 32-bit era to find the real shit because yeah which which random jrpg did you pull off the blockbuster show exactly. like, this is the shit exactly for me. like this is uh, Tales Van of the Nine, Nine Stars or whatever right, that yeah, what, exactly <laughs> or like even the the weirder shit for me is like you know what True Lies on the Super Nintendo is a pretty good video <laughs> game. And like, is it? I don't know, Comic but I really like the Sega Genesis. Comic so. Zone. Comic Last Zone action hero. I love Schwarzenegger. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the Genesis game Cyborg Justice. Uh, no one knows what that what? game is. See, this is what hey, I'm saying. Vector no Man one, was good. Vector yeah, Man. Vector Man was, was good. good. Look, I'm Vector I'm a Vector good. Man uh, apologist over here. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say main, like like you no. made Vector Man. Put Vector Man in Smash. Oh my god. Oh my god. Put, Put Vector, Vector Man, Man in, in Smash. Smash. <laughs> Shit. That's a fit. Yeah. That, absolutely. I, Vector Man must be in Smash uh in like a, a hacked in thing, right? There Probably. has to be some sort yeah, of somebody uh, hacked in some I want to this be. to be has real. To be. <laughs> Please, if it's not I mean Nintendo. Vector Man, my make it happen. I I didn't ha- I didn't I never owned Vector Man, but I played the first two levels of Vector Man a lot because my dentist had a Sega Genesis in his waiting room, Damn. and yeah, me, Vector mine's, Man was yeah, one of those too. games. Yeah, what? Weird. <laughs> That's strange yeah, to me. I don't I don't know why, but it was there, and I, yeah, there was a kiosk, that, and you could switch the games, right? Like you pressed a button, like it was a proper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or did you, was it just a Genesis? No, it was a okay, Genesis. Mine, it, was yeah, a, it was a real Genesis, just like it was in a oh, kiosk, but okay. it, it only had Vector Man. 
Oh, see, so yeah, ours was like a, it, like, like the, yeah, the dentist my parents took us to it. Not the the first one when I went to when I was really a yeah. kid, but like when I was in like the braces era. Um, oh, uh, that had like an actual kiosk. That, like you pressed a button and it changed. Like my orthodontist I, I when I was in braces era, which is actually much later in life. Uh, I didn't get braces until I was like eighteen, which was because of a accident. Uh, they had a fucking Star Wars arcade cabinet. Uh, wow. The, like um, I think you were in in, in an X wing, like a one of the uh, yeah, fighters. I think it was X Wing. Which one? Which one of those? That's that's just a rich orthodontist yeah. living there. Like, yeah, yeah. Nerd, like, <laughs> it really like, was. My wife, my wife won't let me put this in the garage, <laughs> so I'm just gonna put it in the place that I own my business. Yeah. Uh, that shit was sick. <laughs> God. <laughs> I guess that's a weird place to play video games at your orthodontist. Oh, at your, yeah, at your orthodontist for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. Got a couple more, a couple more short ones here, and then we'll we'll wrap it up here. Oh, uh, thank you, Patrick. Patrick found it. The yeah, the vector man. <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes. thank you for the vector man mod vector man for Smash. Uh, yeah, that's that's vector man. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. There he is fighting Sonic, like you do. <laughs> uh, it seems like it's just a Samus skin, which it's kind of similar. Yeah, well, shooting. November 2017. I don't know what's been updated to this. Uh, Maybe it's been updated since. up. That's true. These are some unique attacks. These feel like yeah. they, this, this is some Vector Man shit. Yeah, absolutely. The little twirl. Sure. Um, Terrell writes in, uh, I want to throw my submission in for the weird food rituals conversation. Ah. Whenever I'm eating pizza, I always do the following. If I plan on putting more than one slice on my plate or napkin, etc., I will take my first slice out, slice out of the pizza box and immediately bite into it before placing it on my plate. Only then do I proceed to take my second slice. I always bite into the first slice pre-plating. <laughs> if I'm only taking out one slice from the box, then I do not bite it. Thanks for everything, Terrell from PA. Is, is this like a like what? a territory marking? Yeah, like, like that's what it feels like. Rah, this is my pizza. <laughs> Just making Yum. sure it's good. Do you really want to? I guess you've already decided two at that point, huh? Shit. See, when I get a when I get a pizza, I I look at it, I identify all the slices I want, but I only take one at a time. But I take a bite out of all the sl- the future slices I would like Excuse to take, me? and they just leave, and leave those them in the, on box? the pizza. All right. Mm-hmm. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. God. Can you imagine? imagine if you just, yeah. <laughs> you just look? Yeah, looked at it. It's like, why are there all these bites? Those are those are mine. Those are mine. I've just those I like the good, corner I, pieces, and just I just like to make sure that no one takes them. I could never take more than that's not true. <laughs> it depends on the event and the situation. Sure. I would I, I think there are situations where take you're supposed to take one slice at a time and situations where you're supposed to take two slices at a time. Those are different situations. How many boxes are on deck? How many boxes are on deck? Absolutely helps that decision. <laughs> Is it a business event or like a family event? Sure. Does it look like other people are really do you know other people are hungry? Right. Because, like, I think about, like, E3 events where, like, or Judges Week events especially where I'm like, I know we haven't had a meal in seven hours. I'm not going to be the person who takes two slices right away here because we're all fucking hungry. We should all make sure we're, like, getting what we need. Right. And in those situations, I've seen people take three slices. God damn. And that is, you can't. You're not were, allowed. Were, also, was the there a, gonna get colder. Ratio-wise, was there enough 
like extra pizza that that's okay still maybe it's hard to tell in events like sure. that because you get to a certain amount of people and you stop being able to be able to count you right. know what i mean right totally like i can tell you if there's enough pizza for five people can i tell you if there's enough pizza for 15 people mm. what's the difference between enough people pizza for 15 to 20 people right. there's a difference right. there is yeah, some amount of pizza that is not enough for 20 but is enough for 15 i couldn't tell you what it is i don't I know feel math. like it's not a linear a, like <laughs> You think it like it's, <laughs> it, it's, it curves, it's yeah, it's, yeah uh, it curves somehow or it uh just because I feel like there's yeah it it almost feels like depending on how much extra pizza there is people will then also be more brazen even if there are true. more people <laughs> uh, that's true also we have to talk about topping situations right I will take I will if I've had enough if I've had like okay that's that's enough to eat to carry me through to the next meal but yeah. I'm not really full uh, or whatever. Um, and, and there's a lot of pizza left, I tend to not just take a plain slice of pizza. If I'm really hungry, I'll take that plain slice of pizza to like fill me up, but I'd rather have toppings. And if there's, right. but if there's toppings, I'm like, yeah, I'll take one more slice. If there's enough to go around, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I take like the first slice to satiate the hunger. And then you try to scope out well, what right. is the one that people aren't in, like, if I'm hungry. Right. So I'm like, okay, what is the pizza that people are just <sighs> avoiding? And there's more of it. Am I okay with that one? And then I'll just take as much as I want. It's like, all right, people just don't want sausages today. That's fine. You've chosen to not touch the sausage. I am now taking three yeah. sausage slices and moving on with my life. Even the like, gonna, vegan I'm ones, gonna... though? Not not because they're bad, mm. just because they're so specialized. I feel like, you know what? If there's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to. If there's half a pizza left, well, no, let it go to the one vegan person, vegan person to that's take or, home. Yeah, that's right? ordered for a person. Yeah. Like it's, I yeah. think it's rare that it's like, well, we got the sausage pizza for Patrick. <laughs> That motherfucker. We'll live in that world. We'll get. He won't eat anything else. The Republicans say we're we're moving towards that world every day. We're gonna gonna get ostracized for your salt for your love of meats. My my like the the thing I think of with with pizza is that uh, uh, occasionally, like if my wife and I don't have time to make food uh, at home during COVID, like you just put in a frozen pizza, you know, something from from Costco. And the thing is, though, um, if I do that by myself. Like I'll I'll eat that whole thing. Like yes. not a problem. What is it about frozen like, pizza that is like you can eat a whole thing? Even though if uh, I got yeah. a regular pizza that size, I don't. Eat and I'm not thing. even. I don't think not I even trying that hard. Yeah, you're like, like, done. It's, it's it just happens. gone. But then when we make it for lunch, I, we're not making two. Like no. my wife makes it. She's like we split it, and then I'm looking at that pizza going like, but I normally eat the whole thing. <laughs> Are you, are you, do you feel like I could eat more pizza when you finish half of it? Or are you good? Like, I'm fine. Cause usually we, have, usually we, you know, you know, uh, buff it with a, we get to put a buff on that pizza with a, with a salad or something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you get a little feeling, but I, but I do think about it. I'm like, am I, am I supposed to feel bad about this or is that, am I, am I impressed? Um, what do you do can... in a situation? I have a, I have a hypothetical pizza situation. All right. You're in a, you're in a uh, situation where you show up. The only pizza left. You show up to an event where it's expected you eat. Mm, where, like okay. you're you're supposed to be there, and people know you're hungry. But whatever happens, you know what? I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna pull the bandaid off. Up two years ago, three years ago. <laughs> when was it that I almost? When was it the first time I almost quit before I quit? <laughs> Whatever that. Time where do you want to begin? Yeah. Austin? Where do we want to? Oh, when do we want to start? There's a. There was a. There was a real 
there was a real touch and go moment there where we were, I was in deep negotiations. Shout outs to everyone who was at Waypoint at the time for like sticking through it. And we could feel that there were some like layoffs coming up. I was trying to like make sure that didn't hit us too hard, but also I was trying to decide if I wanted to stay or go period. Uh, we came to a, a positive conclusion. Everyone was, was, you know, we all kept our jobs. I stayed. Uh, and to celebrate, Joel Fowler, who was here at the time, shout out to Joel, ordered a bunch of pizza. It was like, we're going to go play FIFA on the big screen. <laughs> Me and some other people, like Trey and some other people who were like, not part of this conversation at all, but just like, come down and hang out and get pizza. But Kato, you, me, and Natalie still had some work to do that day. Yeah. You had to finish editing a podcast, yeah. maybe. Natalie was finishing something. We were all like finishing the day. And by the time we got down there, there was just buffalo and blue cheese. Oh, buffalo chicken that's and blue right. cheese pizza left. Yep. I can taste it still in the oh. night here in my fucking throat. Uh, and I hated it. But there was the, <laughs> there was the, I don't like blue cheese. And like, I like can tell you I don't like blue. I've tried blue cheese yeah. enough to know I don't like it. <laughs> And and that peaches wasn't very good because all the other slices were gone already. Yeah. But it was like I'm gonna. It was also just that this. that edge of like, oh, this is not warm anymore. It was it's not warm. It was cold by the time we yeah. finished our work and got down there. <laughs> but it's like, do you eat the pizza? What do you do when you step into a room and and someone's got you pizza? But like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get pizza for everybody. This is your dinner today. But the the slices you want are all gone. Do you grin and bear it and eat a bad slice or a slice you don't want? Or do you just say, oh, no, I'm good. I'm going to – I have different plans for food, actually. It depends. Like, if you – I really, also no I, dietary thing. If you're a vegetarian, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are a bunch of vegetarian slices you think look bad, for instance, sure, in yeah, this scenario. Yeah, yeah, this right, not, you're right. not going to do something that's going to make you sick. It's yeah, just absolutely. A, a taste thing. But, uh, like, yeah, I don't I don't like, fa- like, real fancy pizza. Like, I'm, like, pretty basic and really don't like – like I, if if the option was to n- not eat or eat a slice of pizza with pineapple on it, like I'm good. Like I'll just go find peanuts and I'll put those mm-hmm. in my mouth and I'll get. Wow. I'll, I'll find a candy. I'll find a candy bar to like Pineapple's use sugar to suppress my. I but I don't. I just I, I like pineapple. Uh-huh. Love pineapple. Uh-huh. Pineapple smoothies. Pineapple like as a fruit. Like love it. Just don't want on that pizza. on my pizza. Yeah. And that would be enough. Like that would be one of the things that you're like I'm good because you can't. I also there are some toppings. You can kind of like comfortably remove, and even if there's a little bit left of it, like yeah. you can kind of fumble through the rest of the slice and you know get through it. I don't think you can like remove pineapple <laughs> from a, from a pizza slice and not have enough like pine. I I would still taste the pineapple juice on the bites, and it would it would ruin the experience to the point that I didn't I didn't <laughs> want to engage. God. I I can't if I don't like something. It's like generally to the point where I can't even I can't stomach it. Right, like in that situation, yeah. I I opened that. I remember opening that box and being like, "Oh, blue blue, che- mm-hmm. blue cheese!" <laughs> like mm-hmm. I will, like I will straight up gag if I put blue cheese in my mouth. Like, I can't get it down. Like yeah, I you could, can't do it. Yeah, I, you so can't like do it. you can't do it. And so I I will just be honest. Be like, ah, I'm sorry. Like I I can't. I I just really don't like it. I mean that's fine. Thanks for the offer. We figured but it out though. Kato, yeah. you mean that yeah, we ended up going to get like Korean barbecue that night? Yeah, we went to Korean barbecue good. to a place we, that, that we can little... never return again. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, yeah. But that was the food fun. was good. Yeah, but we heard some dirt about that place. Yeah, which was real unfortunate. We heard it like the day after. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like coincidentally, it was one of those things. You're like, damn, that meal was really good last night. Yeah, and then someone was like. I feel like it was unrelated. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe Joel's like, oh, you went here. But but I fe- I feel like it was unrelated. Someone was like, oh, by the way, did you know that place is terrible for reasons X, Y, Z? Yeah. Oh, uh, 
Went to a bar. It happens. Like Play some ping pong. Lost a ping pong ball. Really cool dive. That's true. Yeah, that was yeah good. that's true. We played ping pong. <laughs> not beer pong. Just just ping, ping pong. pong. Yeah. Outside. <laughs> While drunk. It was cold, but like not that cold. No. You know? Yeah. It was good. Good day. That was a good day. It was like it was. It was. It's January. Who cares? We'll drink outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Good times. It feels like a lifetime ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Office, I'm gonna read this what? Last one. What office? This is, this is yeah. Seriously. Uh, unsigned from uh, Croatia. Hello from Cro- Croatia. On the topic of playing video games in places you definitely shouldn't be playing them, I play video games at work all the damn time. <laughs> I'm 21 and I work in a copier shop, a photocopy place, whatever you call those. Mm-hmm. Because of COVID, one of our locations, the one I usually work at, has had little to no traffic and it gets pretty boring. So my solution was let's install Parsec. I now regularly use it and found that the games like Slay the Spire, where you don't need precise movements, work best. Mm-hmm. I also try playing a Sea of Thieves, and it works. Sometimes I'll let my boat slowly sail as I serve a customer, or as my boss likes to call them, a client. Uh, <laughs> and then switching back to the Parsec window just to see where I ended up. It's been pretty fun, and sometimes I get too immersed that someone comes in and surprises me. Several times my boss would randomly walk in. Uh, he likes to do this to, to ask uh, if there is work and why I'm and why I'm not working when there's no customers. Classic boss shit. Uh, and almost call, caught me several times. A couple of times he asked me, are you playing games at work? And I just brushed it off and said no. I also sometimes use Parsec to hang out in the Waypoint Discord stream. But how do you how do you chat with other people, you ask? I have voice meters set up so that I just load text to speech in my browser and send the browser <laughs> audio through the device <laughs> I use as a mic on Discord. It's fun at times. Uh, sorry for the long wow. email. Thanks for the pod. Stay safe. Fantastic. Amazing. Fantastic. You're living it up. Yeah. This is this is real <laughs> shit. So I had a good job. I think I already said this, but I had a similar situation where it was like a desk type job. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, I had multiple of those through college, and um, one of them was uh, the photo like area uh person i had a i had an official name that i cannot remember anymore but basically it was like i would go open the dark rooms in the morning um uh, and then be there for when people needed to check out equipment but there was a lot right. of downtime in the middle sure. uh and sure. it was the year that dota dropped and the year that i put 700 hours into dota <laughs> um and uh it was like usually there was enough gap that I would be able to get like a full game in be- before anyone came around again. Uh, I'm sorry. I found one more. And uh-huh. this is, I have to read this one. This is Matthew. This will be Great. our last one. Hey, y'all. I was listening to the fortune cookie talk from the paper eaters in the last episode of Waypoint Radio. Mm-hmm. I've sort of amusedly listened to the odd behaviors people have around the eating of fortune cookies as if it couldn't apply to me. But I realized just now that I actually have some of my own. Austin and the listeners talk about their rituals of respect for the fortune cookie, even though they supposedly don't believe in them. I have rituals of rejection. I will never read my fortunes. I crack open the cookie, place the fortune on the table, push it away from me slightly, then I eat the cookie. There's a couple of reasons here. Fortunes are quote unquote stupid. They usually, uh, they're usually pretty meaningless anyway, etc. However, in my heart, I know that that fortune is mine and I'm just refusing to acknowledge it. Whenever someone at the table picks up my fortune and reads it, I get annoyed because they're sharing my fortune with others and with me. It's like they're invading my privacy, even as I tell myself that fortunes are stupid and I don't care. I have similar behaviors around horoscopes. I refuse to learn what they mean because I know that I'll start using them to categorize people as I come across them, even if I don't want to. Do y'all have any rituals of disrespect or rejection? Thanks for the pods. That's hyper-specific. The the reader has some... 
You're working <laughs> through things it, to work out. I think actually, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, I I would say. I would say this is an opportunity for you to lean in and start looking at your fortunes, uh, <laughs> right. because because you don't you don't you're not performing true rejection. This is what I would actually say. If you want to reject the fortune, you have to read the fortune. Right. This is just avoidance. It. You have to know what you're rejecting. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you want to say the horoscope shit is fake, which it's fake. Uh, uh, ask me, ask me what my rising signs. Is. I, I have it all. I have an app that'll tell me all that shit, and I read it every now and then, even though it's all completely fake. Uh, you have to know it to reject it, right? And otherwise, yeah, it's avoidance. It's it's it's. You're not. I'm not going to give you the credit of rejecting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you're easy to reject things. It's easy to be a monk on a mountain somewhere rejecting pop culture, but if you're living in it, you got to face it head on, and 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 you know. Uh, then I'll give you credit for rejecting it. Alternatively, develop like uh, uh, a healthier <laughs> distance from it where you can have a fun meal with friends and look at your fortune and be like, oh, this one says I'm going to have a nice week <laughs> and then move on. And it's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, Don't be in a situation where like your friends have to explain to the new person who came to dinner that you don't <laughs> read his fucking fortune because he's going to he'll get up and leave. <laughs> I'm ritual rejection. I can think, the closest thing I can think of to, to answering this question is, I guess it, this doesn't happen as much anymore, but like I remember specifically the first time I went to Thanksgiving with my wife's side. We, they, we went to go, they, they, it's like a six hour drive. We went to, mm-hmm. to Nebraska to go visit them. Like Thanksgiving is like a big deal in their family. And, um, and I'm sure people have had similar instances to something like this. It isn't even related to like meeting like, you know, relatives for the first time. But is like when someone points out like a big like a big spread of food is out, and even a smaller spread, and someone like points out that something is special. Like and the implication then there is like, well, everyone that's getting food is supposed to engage with with that food. Like, oh, this is like a spe- you know, a I special see. thing. Like and so in this case, it was my my uh my uh, uh my wife's grandmother. There's like this I don't even, I mean, I can't remember it because I've like, I've like, I've used my brain to like, just like blot it out. But it was uh-huh. this creamy something or creamy corns, something, 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 something. Uh-huh. And it's like her specialty. Shit looks disgusting. Like want just absolutely uh-huh. nothing to do with it. Like it is aesthetically unpleasing. I, I, it's the kind of thing where like, I know when it goes to my mouth, I'm going to be like, feel it slowly sliding down my throat. I know it's come out of a can. I was told it comes out of a can. Part of the pitch was that it comes out of a can. Yeah, why is like, it special <laughs> then? I don't. I don't remember what was done to it. It was. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I just remember from Twin Peaks. This is this is yeah. the hell stuff. My my wife being like, you have to put a little on your plate. I was like, why? She's like, just come on, like put a little on your plate. And I did. And it was like one of those situations where oh. it's like. There was at least enough food that I could kind of like squish it in with the, with the other it. food yeah. and like uh-huh. it overpowered the the, the flavor oh, palette. So you and did. I was able you to, had some. You, you yeah, mixed I, it yeah, in. Yeah, because um, okay. I was a, a good boyfriend, and yeah. this meant something to my then girlfriend, now wife. And I was like, all right, I'm. I'm this is just a thing I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um, of course, now in the you know now my wife and I've been together for you know like 15 plus years. Um, she now specifically asks for it to be made and has made it known that that i really like this food no and so, and so when we show up <laughs> her grandmother you know wow. still around 
Um, was like, oh, hey, you know, Katie told me like I made this for you, and Whoa. thus now I have to engage in the ritual on purpose because it has become what a troll that I enjoy, and the rest Incredible. of the family knows I don't enjoy it. Grandma's <laughs> the only one who's been left out of this, oh. this joke. Oh. <laughs> it's very good. I give my wife credit. Like it's extremely <laughs> funny because I know that every time we go, Patrick, you I, deserve your wife. This yeah, is perfect. I do. She's great. Yeah, there's Beautiful. there's a reason we made it this this far. Um, um, Shout outs to Katie. Yeah, uh, no, she's 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 a good one. And so that that is now now I've been spared the last couple. You know, we didn't go the year before. <laughs> I think she was pregnant. Do, and then, do a double helping next time. You <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Believe it. it's it's just gonna, the whole spread's just gonna be the the creamy can corn garbage. Um, oh. But uh, hopefully, Grandma's not listening to the pod. Oh yeah. <laughs> she, made it, she made it two hours and forty minutes into episode nine hundred through roguelike discourse, through talking about the difference between visual novels and adventure games according to the thirty-year-old Japanese uh, genre conventions. <laughs> you never know. That, that lady plays Skyrim on the internet. There you go. Wait, on the internet. Oh, you're saying Sky, that yeah, one lady Sky, on the internet. Yeah, that I, one, thought yeah, meant, wait, I thought you meant. Wait, I thought you meant that the grandma in question. No, she does played not. Skyrim <laughs> on the internet. I was like, okay, well now we're getting into it. All right, now there's a chance. No, that's the closest <laughs> I could think of. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to this giant size episode. Uh, we'll yeah, be back. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. Seriously, huh. whoops. Yeah, I didn't mean to do all that. Uh, I'll be back next week with more. Gamingatvice.com is the email address, as we said before. Find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Kato? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. At Patrick Klopik. You can find everything we do, twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.advice.com, where you can find Patrick's write-up of Returnal. You can find Kato's write-up of Pokemon Snap. You can find a Cameron Kunzelman defense of the new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, I saw that. My own what? website undermined it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can find uh, Rob Zachney review, it seems, of, uh, of Rome Total War, the remake that just dropped that I didn't even know was coming out. You could find an eight-year journey to solve an obscure Chibi Robo fan theory from Patrick. Two out here ago. justifying my salary every day. <laughs> classic, classic headline: the blank year journey to solve a blank, blank game, blank theory. A hundred percent. Yeah. Eventually, someone was like, "You could probably just put out a book of all this stuff." I was like, "Well, I don't own any of these articles, nope. but yes, uh, dude." I was thinking about that yesterday. I was thinking about like, damn, I would love to have a book of like the, my favorite shit I've written, and then like the process to get, to license like that you can't. All do that, that like people do yes, get they like do. the ability to like but that just but seems like such already, a pain in the ass yeah i'm think i've been thinking i'm like is that worth whatever that hassle is and basically i'm sure you lose all the money in the licensing like you just, uh, right you know I just so know. i can put out a pdf and like a, a like a low run like no yeah, probably exactly, not exactly um anyway that's gonna do it for us thank you to bowen for letting us use the track miss you off the ep panel machine find out more about that waypoint.zone slash b-o-e-n we will see you next week be safe. I hope the beginning of May is good for everybody. Uh, until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Totally. Yo, Yo Gotaro should write a book, is what I've learned. I think he has. I think he's written a bunch. Probably, but I mean, like... Yeah, yes, just, yeah. Go, yeah. Like, that should be a, a main uh-huh. thing, yeah. All right. Give me an e-book. Uh, God, I, yeah, I would read a near, a near e-book, I would. A near book. A near, near book. book. Near book. Um, all right. That's, that's how you, that's how you warm up before a podcast. Near book. Near book. Near book. book. <laughs> Replicant. Replicant. Yeah. Returnal. Replicant. God. Near book. Pokemon snap. This just sounds snap. like this just this just sounds like my snap. my one year old saying starting to say words. I'm gonna start calling my daughter. <laughs> Well, now, now he can't use this. <laughs> no, he can. It's it's gonna be. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's after out. release. It's out. Unless it's you out. think that's a spoiler, and then no, people it's fine. Know no, about. it's fine. Nobody cares. Can about you, oh, can you do this though? Can you if put this in? Uh-huh. But I need you to bleep it. I just bleep because it because the people can't know. Yeah. Like I just, I just, okay. you know what? Uh-huh. Sure. I know you think it's, but I think you need to bleep it. Uh, great. There's the claymore of Pokemon of new Pokemon <laughs> Snap. Um. All right. Uh, got that going. Got this going. Got this going. Time dot is happy dance day. Time to dance. <laughs> oh, you can't well, see it. But I'm dancing. But you're dancing. Uh, 28. All right. 393, Kato. Yeah. Palindrome. It is a palindrome. It is. 